Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week, Disneyland, cross-dressing, Las Vegas, a visit from our friends Elephant Larry, and much more. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. We are happy to be joined today by Jeff and Stefan from the sketch comedy group that is called Elephant Larry. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, it, it's a pleasure to have you. Thanks for covering all the bases. Uh, no, no yeah, problem. Thanks More... for saying hi to both guys. <laughs> I feel like when people call into the show, that's often a topic of confusion. They're not sure who they should say hi to when they open when they open their call. That's reasonable. Some people will say, hello, Jordan, Jesse, go. Some mm-hmm. people will say, hello, Jesse. I mean, I'm theoretically the host of the show, right? But yeah. you're the co-host, so but well, sometimes just, people they, will say... They, they rightly assume that you're the one listening to the phone calls. And I'm just... the one uh, showing up an hour late and then <laughs> leaving, leaving immediately after this is done. Yeah, well, fair enough. So um, they know how it works. How about this rainstorm, huh, gang? Oh, man. Beautiful it, rainstorm. We were at Disneyland yesterday when that happened. Oh, that you were that you were at Disneyland oh, I guess, in the I rain. I guess we should actually we have a fake rainstorm going on behind no, us. No, that's a real rainstorm. Oh, we're we have recording real, in a rainstorm. But also uh, in Southern California, there was a, it did really come down. Thus, I, I, giving the lie to the Tony 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 hit. It never rains in Southern California. <laughs> yes. Anyways, you guys were at I, Disneyland. I, yes, we were at Disneyland, and it, uh, uh, it rained like a beast. It and was God bless it. I mean, I'm sorry to dis. I know you are a big Disneyland nerd. Uh-huh. <laughs> Slightly. Which is an odd kind of nerd to be, i got to be honest. I'm not... Mm, okay. Enthusiast. Yeah, sure. Disneyland enthusiast? Sure, sure, yes. Is that can what you, you prefer? Can I, you name the locations of all the places people have died at Disneyland? Uh, probably. I mean, there's the Columbia and uh, Big Thunder Mountain had a thing. And uh, Have you oh. ever been in the secret uh, drinking club? I have not. I have people who... I know who have been there, but Jordan uh, has. I've been in the yeah, Secret Drinking Club. Yeah, Disneyland. Uh, for people who don't know, has a thing called Club Thirty Three, and yep. it's in one of those buildings that looks like a, you know, it just looks like a fake Disneyland building. But you know, you ring a secret buzzer and you go up in an elevator and you get a, you know, comparatively comparative to the other food at Disneyland, you get a real lavish meal and you can order alcohol. And, uh, we were under the impression that only politicians and stuff like that. Well, uh, I, 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 I had a friend in high school yeah. whose like dad was CEO of Black and Decker or something, and so oh, okay. he would all the time. But. I don't think it's quite as exclusive. I think it's still reasonably exclusive, but I don't think it's as exclusive as the mythology wants you to believe. I, I don't think you have to have killed a man or something to get in there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they check. They check whether you have a tear tattooed on your face. Yeah, That's exactly. Like <laughs> you kill a man, wait for two years on the waiting list, and then you can finally get it. Right. Go out to the desert. Wait. <laughs> a pigeon will fly out to you. Um, you and the chosen. pigeon's beak will be a key. Yeah, I. I think just basically, if you're a rich guy, you can buy a membership, and then your family can get in. Well, I guess this has probably been covered. But what was your in? Oh, uh, I was actually, uh, I, my girlfriend at the time, her grandpa was a rich guy. Ah. And, oh. and he, didn't he, wasn't he involved in Kodak, one of the big sponsors of the thing? Eh, good question. Okay. 
Don't know. Sure. Probably. Have, have yeah, yeah. forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> you said don't know like you thought maybe maybe he had made his money in prostitution. Or something. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> like maybe he Whenever would... he said I work for Kodak, he did like, the air quotes. Well. And then uh, made the sign where you make a penis look like you make a circle with your one hand and then poke through it with the finger. I would... That's him trying to say that he actually works for Eastman, which is kind of like Kodak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, you, were like, you were like, I don't know. I went out with her for a long time. She never said what he did, but her last name was Noriega. <laughs> oh, man. So wait, so Disneyland. We were talking about why you're an enthusiast of Disneyland, Stefan. Well, okay, well, I just resist the term Disneylander because almost every single thing that Disneylander? I... Disneylander? Nerd. Oh, Disneyland nerd. nerd. I thought you were a, I thought you were introducing a term in order to resist it, and <laughs> I, I was ready to pounce on that. Like, like Trekker. As yeah, exactly. I, I, well, I mean, I grew up in... Southern California, and so you I grew up in Orange County, right? Somewhere, yeah, actually, somewhere near Jordan, uh, in San Juan Capistrano. Oh, nice! That's where I went to high yeah. school. Say, Fantastic! Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Mission Viejo. Oh, what high school? Uh, Capo. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 Capo yeah. High. Yeah, I was a uh, St. Margaret's Episcopal. Oh, that's fun. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we called our high school Crapo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a good laugh. Uh, we, we called we called it St. Maggots. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> a peniscable. Yeah. <laughs> St. Maggots. It's a peniscable shul. Right. <laughs> Skull. Oh, that's that's good. But so, I mean, I went every year for. But you you went. Did you have a pass? Did you have like a season pass? No. No, I I had a season pass. That's right. Yeah. That's really right. When you went to Florida, though, you went to Disney World for like four days or something. Seven days. Seven days. Oh, my God. Okay, my my girlfriend uh, was running a conference down there. And so oh, I, so, so so you got to go to Disneyland for seven well, days. Well, I mean, she was there. God forbid like, you should go to the water park. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did go to the water park. We went to both water parks. There's a Disney or water park. Oh man, Disney World has both Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. Wait, Disney World has wow. two water parks? They're gonna have a third. What? I know. Oh, and there, it really is a whole world of entertainment. It is, and the water parks were absolutely one of the best parts of the entire world. Both amazing. kinds of entertainment. So what could wet be? and dry. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes both. So mm. what could they have not covered in the first two water parks that they're going to be yeah. covering? Well, well, possibly pirates. There are no pirates in the water park. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's they're, a big... They're, they're currently yeah. in the process of making everything pirates all the time. Gotcha. Like they just Point turned taken. Tom Sawyer Island. That doesn't end. is now Pirate's Lair. Really? Yep. I had no idea. That uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm frankly upset. Pirates are such a fad, it yeah. seems like. And Tom yeah. Sawyer is so classic. Well, yeah. yeah anyway. You know, when when my dad was like, uh, my dad lived in Southern California when Disneyland was open. He moved when he was 13, which would have been like 1955, and I guess Disneyland opened in like 1956. 55, yeah. 55. So he was there when it first opened. He went the first week, and uh, but all of my dad's Disneyland stories are about something terrible that he did there, <laughs> and then he like got expelled. Like he got he got like he got like expelled from Disneyland for like. Running, running wild on Tom Sawyer Island. That's apparently. what I almost got expelled from. Really? We were uh-huh. playing uh, hide and seek. On Are you my Island. dad? I'm your dad. Yes. You look young. You look uh, great. Thank you. For a 65 year old man, you are you are looking fantastic. Have you had work done? Mm-mm. Do they really call it expelled from Disneyland? Is um, that because that's a <laughs> magically ejected term? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just put magically before everything. Sorry, we're magically kicking your ass out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You've been phantasma booted. <laughs> uh, no, we, we, and so we, we were just playing hide and seek, and uh, I, a friend of mine was hiding on top of uh, the, the windmill, the, or the watermill thing. 
uh-huh. and uh, they found him and were like, "All right, everybody." But you're not you're not supposed to be on top of that. No, you're not. You can go lots of places in Thompson Island, but not gotcha. hang out on top of the watermill thing. Mm-hmm. Where? And can I ask you a real important question? <laughs> sure, sure. How do you feel about Phantasma? What's that thing called? Phantasmic. Phantasmic. I thought I was going to say Phantasmagoria. It's it's totally spectacular. Yeah. Isn't that something? Big dragon comes out? Hell yeah. What is that? They're just like, what are some things we could do? I mean, do you want me to talk about this for real? Does it have a... (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's hear it. I I mean, the actual supposedly... Jesus Christ. I'm people are getting nerding. really tired of this rainstorm, yeah, by no, the way. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of people have to pee while yeah. they're listening to it. I'm really enjoying not having headphones for this piece because I don't have to... Don't have you to don't have to, to listen yeah. to the rainstorm. I can't I mean, you can, but you might get the real rain that is really going on in your ears. Of course, of course. Because we are taping this in a tropical rainstorm paradise. Yeah, I guess we are. You obviously are not paying attention. I guess that's happening. Shut up, Jordan. Anyways. No, no, you have some opinions about Fantasmic, Disney's water show extravaganza. I mean, ostensibly. I mean, like, I the shows are not my favorite part of Disney. My favorite yeah. parts really are mostly, like, rides and Adventureland more and than anything else. And just the general magic, the it's sense anyway, of magic. It does actually do that. But, um, the Japanese weddings. Uh, mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We saw some way awesome Japanese people yesterday who were totally into Ratatouille. They were into anything with a with the full out uh, character anything, costume. Anything yeah. Patton Oswalt. They were yeah. just crazy about anything Patton Oswalt. <laughs> um, they love that new record. Yeah. I, I love that new record. <laughs> yeah, sure. Who doesn't? Uh, but uh, sensibly, Fantasmic is about the. Uh, it's Mickey, Mickey is using his forces of imagination for good, and then he gets taken over and has to beat back the forces of evil. Right. I mean, it, with the power of imagination. With the power of imagination. Um, I believe it's by called using the power old... of imagination. And then they dance on a riverboat. <laughs> yeah. It seems it seems strange <laughs> that the, the moral of that is, hey kids, use your imagination. Like, is there a kid who you have to coax into using his imagination? Maybe I guess I was just an no. imaginative kid. To be that, honest that with is... you, Jordan, most kids would rather just watch a Disney movie. Right. <laughs> that is a theme that they completely just beat into the ground, that it's about imagination, and you, if you dream it, it can come true. and all that. It's a bit much. I, I, was, I don't uh, like it, that it, so much, necessarily. Okay. I mean, it's, it's fine. Yeah, right. It seems like just such an easy lesson. It's like something that people would probably be into. It's like, I like, there's so many movies, I feel like, that encourage teamwork. Like, who hates teamwork? <laughs> Someone's like, fuck teamwork. Ah, then I saw X-Men, and I was, I was into it. It was like, really, the power of teamwork, finally. Friends came through for me in the end. Yeah, exactly. I, I was going at this alone, but it's like, no, teamwork and imagination, those are such easy, like, lessons. Jordan, when I watch a movie that's about the power of friendship, mm-hmm. it really inspires me on a consistent basis. Yeah. If it's sincerely about the power of friendship, <laughs> then I really respond to that theme. Like that's a theme that's really powerful to me. I think that's fine. I mean, I think I no, I think the friend, like I think that's that's reasonable because I mean, I think maybe we all, you know, in our day-to-day lives make decisions about where what what we should use our time for, you know, should we use it we work for evil we... or friendship exactly but no i, I think i think encouraging you to encouraging the magic of friendship is a fine thing yeah, to I mean, do like we're busy people absolutely yeah you know it's like call your friend absolutely call your friend it's important that should be the message of but like team i don't know teamwork seems like a given anyway <laughs> okay no, we were no, talking about the phantasmic and the fact that it seems like they just like maybe like i used to work Briefly, I worked in the Department of Elections in San Francisco, and when I was counting votes, I learned 
that there's this huge underground warehouse underneath the civic center of the city of San Francisco what? that's full of like all kinds of crazy shit. Just like anything that a city would have extras of the ark. is underneath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Is underneath uh, is underneath the civic center of San Francisco. I imagine that there is a similar underground area underneath Disneyland. And when they were writing Fantasmic, they just went down there, made a list of the shit they had, and were like, ah, make this into a thing. Like, well, <laughs> dragon we got puppet, a, we laser got a dra- shooter. Dragon puppet, laser shooter, giant Mickey, tiny Mickey, hologram Mickey, uh, fireworks, riverboat. Princess river rocket. on fire. I just want to point yeah, out, yeah, river yeah. on fire is really amazing. And they'll keep adding things in as far as like as the as the movies keep progressing. So by the end, this uh, this time the riverboat had a Buzz Lightyear on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Which was who kind of, looked really uncomfortable to be there, yeah. sort of like waving and saying hi, but it was really like that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really not, not being true to. It's not true to Buzz. Totally not. Yeah, you're not a Disney. But they, they, they had a, they had like Buzz Lightyear and then like the Friar from Robin Hood. Uh huh. Yes, every who every I, child's favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> who I haven't even I haven't thought about or yeah. even seen since I had one of those like see and read books. You know, my fiance Teresa t- way into Robin Hood the Disney movie. Yeah. That was like the touchstone film of her childhood. Because those foxes are hot. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Maybe that's they're exactly sleek. why. They're very sleek. Oh yeah, no, the Maid Marian is like way wicked hot in that film. Yeah, that's exa- that's why Teresa's into it. Yeah, as I understand it, I would imagine. Well, she, you know, that's. A, I'm just kidding. She's into it because it, it's a powerful expression of uh, the meaning of friendship. Teamwork. Yeah, and exactly. Teamwork. Imagination. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. We are so happy to have uh, two of the guys from the sketch comedy group Elephant Larry here with us, Stefan and Jeff. Uh, they're online at elephantlarry.com. They also make a lot of videos for uh, collegehumor.com lately. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have any other irons in the fire that we should know about? Just elephantlarry.com. You got yeah, this, no, you, no, you podcasting lately? Doing some podcasting sometimes, putting videos on the podcast, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, Jordan just got back from a trip to a place you guys may have heard of, Las Vegas. Woo! I have heard. Can of I that. ask a quick question about yes, Las Vegas? Absolutely. Was this? Did the slogan used to be? Because I was in the airport last week, and they have lots of advertisements for Las Vegas in the airport. Yeah. In case you change your mind uh-huh. when you get there, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the airport, not to Las Vegas. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and uh, Las Vegas. No, no, you should be here. That's, yeah. No, good call. Seriously, yeah. you're fine. You're fine. That's what you're it fine. is. Well done. We got Juice Newton. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, did the slogan used to be "What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas"? That was the slogan of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because the slogan was "What happens here stays here," and I wonder if they like had "What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas" for a while, and then they're like, "Hold on." Let's scale this back 10%. Let's just bring it back to 85 out of 100. No, I feel like I saw both while I was there. Okay. And I you know, know, here's the... People say the Vegas one, but I feel like they oh, do, yeah, the, maybe they, the they official do they one. They do the thing with the logo, so it says Vegas, and then maybe they don't want to do Vegas, Vegas underneath the logo that says just as Vegas. I Actually, thought maybe yeah, maybe, once... the, maybe Maybe the one with Vegas was the slogan of of like the Vegas travel website and then the Vegas mm. board of tourism is like, ah, people love this. Or, or maybe they have a special <laughs> one that once you're actually in Vegas, they change it to the here, here. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. 
Well, yeah. Anyway, here's my thing with that slogan is that I, I think I've mentioned before on this show how much I hate like cheeky sexuality, mm-hmm. like that like kind of cute winky sexuality that says nothing actually. And that slogan just like it's like. Come on, just change it to "Come to Vegas and cheat on your wife." Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, like let's stop, let's stop winking at each do other, a bunch elbowing of each other in the ribs. Yes, do some coke. But you wouldn't do that otherwise, so right. you wouldn't tell anybody about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, and Vegas is full of that. I was really frustrated by that. I like, what really... they what they really mean by that is just Celine Dion actually lives there. She does shows there and she lives there. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what it means. You can't you Vegas, can't take a slot machine with Vegas. you. She yeah. happens there and stays there. <laughs> also, ste- yeah, exactly. Stealing illegal. Right. Totally legal. Yeah. You can't yeah. take, take. So you it. can't just take stuff yeah. home. Yeah. It's sort of like a national park. You can't take home the, the seashells from the national seashore. Yeah. That's what that slogan's meant to convey. Yeah. Well, I I got him. I have a. Uh, I have a hooker in my suitcase. So. Oh, jeez, Jordan. Take that, Vegas. Oh, oh man. What? The Las Vegas Board of Tourism. Oh, no. Really... They won't fit in their hole. Oh, okay. You got to fold they, them. Are, are they, gotta are fold they them. still a hooker if they're split apart? That's a good question. Yeah. 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 That's like a, it's, it's a circle, a rectangle that, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. That sounds Square, like a rectangle. Sounds like a question for uh, Mr. Friedrich Nietzsche. <laughs> 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 anyway. Uh, yeah, and God, I feel like there's so much of that cute, like, hinty at sexuality, but nothing actually happens stuff in Las Vegas. So I was looking at every billboard, and I, I got that feeling, like, when you see a magazine cover, and you're like, you know, it's like, Britney Spears busting out, and you're like, oh, she's not naked in that magazine. That's your, she's... That's a total lie. She has a new album. Like, that's yeah, the, right. <laughs> well, I she's mean, not but, bearing all. She's well, not, anyway. And, like, the things that you can do in Vegas are very, like, Vegas-sanctioned things that you can do to be naughty, like lose all your money. Yeah, like, yeah, like, exactly. You can come and totally play poker and not tell anybody that you lost all your money. <laughs> right. Like, like, it's not that naughty. You can go to strip club anywhere in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Prostitution is legal in that state, though. Uh, but I not, think but that, not in Vegas. Oh, not in Vegas. No, you have to, not actually in Vegas. Like, I haven't been the... to Las Vegas since I was, like, six years old. Yeah, I think like you actually have to go outside of the city in order for prostitution to be actually. What happened is I lost a shitload of money, and I promised I would never go back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, you're not gonna let that place cost you another marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Bonnie was the love I, of your life. Can I ask something just about like? Uh, yeah, so yeah, sure, I, I, sure. I haven't been to like uh, California in like a little bit, and it seems like you guys have a zillion casinos now. Yeah, the uh, that Crown when did this casino happen? on the way back from uh, from Disneyland? We saw that one. I mean, then, then, like, billboards for casinos everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a lot of, like, grades of casino in California. It's a very highly uh, gradiated uh, thing, because they're all Indian-related. Right, yeah, and, and there's some you can have just card games, and in some you can have just, you know, card but, games that involve the black cards. And, and But there's, you know, like, the Hustler Casino, which I'm tempted to say is I not Indian-related. Yeah, yeah. I think it has some Indian, or it's a card room. I think it might be a card room. I think that's what it is. I think it's legal to play cards in a card room in certain contexts, which is where there's no house cut. It's actually only oh, really? it's only cockfighting. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> the hustler thing, the, the hustler casino is only cockfighting. Oh, exactly, that's disappointing. So, um, <laughs> so Jordan, we were talking about your trip to I'm, Las Vegas. Oh yeah, um, and you know, kind of, kind of 
they would want you to believe that Vegas is this sexy good time. I was expecting a sexy good time, right? I mean, <laughs> you brought your club clothes, you brought your party shirt. Absolutely, I did. What is your party um, shirt? Uh, it's it's velour, and on the back it uh, it has uh, a girl on top of a low rider, and then they're standing in front of the silhouette of an Aztec warrior. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. So that's my party shirt. You are the target audience of that shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That is calling out for you to buy that shirt. <laughs> um. Anyways, but man, every everybody in Las Vegas is either also Jordan is Edward James Olmos. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Of did you like me in Stand and Deliver? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did, because I was great. Um, Jordan, I feel like everybody in you're Vegas, not Edward James Olmos. We all know true. you're Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, is Lou, which one is in Stand and Deliver? That's Edward James Olmos. Oh, okay, but you're pre, you're trying to pitch to us that you're Edward James Olmos, but we know that fact, you're the poor man's Edward James Olmos. Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips. They're not both in Stand and Deliver, are they? Is that possible? Maybe. Yeah, I think it's entirely possible. <laughs> I want to leave that open. I'm going to say oh, likely. Okay. I'm going to say likely. I know um, I was in Stand and Deliver. Were you? Uh, yeah, for like a, a second. G- it was a generational. <laughs> it's a generational thing. I was a homeless extra. Yeah, exactly. Um, everybody in Las Vegas is either a 40-year-old with a Slipknot shirt or someone that has a really huge, distracting, visible birthmark. Like, those are like two <laughs> kinds of people in Las Vegas. With, with hair? Yes, out. there's totally hair on the birthmark. Okay. Um, yeah, at no point did I have a sexy good time. I had a lot of fun, but it, it was at no point sexy. It, it feels like a lot of Vegas is trying to be way classier than you are. Yeah, or yeah, the, or exactly. Or than, than the people who are actually in those casinos. Yeah, are. I mean, it's Vegas like is filled with... I mean, maybe it's because I went on a weekday. I mean, maybe if you go on the weekend, all the kind of the hip... You know, Hollywood oh, sure. executives or something drive down. Right. I was in there. Vegas? I've seen Entourage. There's an, I yes. don't think there's anything hip in all of Vegas. And I could have been... I mean, maybe I don't have enough money to it's, see the nice, hip place where all the sexies go, but... Uh, I think it's kind of impossible to actually be really, truly hip and be in Vegas. Like, they yeah. try to bring these things in, but immediately the fact that they're in Vegas, I think, kind of... Yeah. So, like, even, like, really out. authentic stuff, like, ends up being like, oh, well, this is the Vegas version of that. Like, I went to Com- yeah. Commander's Palace, and which is, like, this amazing New Orleans <laughs> restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but it's in Vegas, so it's like now it's a cheese ball thing, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. So so all you can get is mozzarella sticks. But I mean, like it was good. But I was like, man, I step out and I'm in a mall. I think know? Vegas yeah, right. Vegas yeah, yeah. has a similar uh, relationship to uh, to coolness as Tom Sawyer Island has to turn of the century America. I think that, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. I mean, it's not authentic. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, not sexy. It was a lot of fun. I don't know, but then I, I started thinking, I was like, ah, oh, look at all these, look at all these people walking around, you know, in their shorts and stuff. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm in the actual pantheon of class. I'm probably a little closer to these people than I actually am <laughs> to someone who say, you know, but contributes a, regularly to the New Yorker or something. But there's a level of self-awareness. Yeah, exactly. I can, I can, which makes it okay. I can make fun of someone wearing shorts whilst wearing shorts. <laughs> I have that. I have that agency. <laughs> that sort of postmodern. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Detachment. Um, so yeah. So I did. I did. I did feel that kind of air of superiority and that kind of like oh, I guess this is well, where, kind of my where deal. Were you, where, where were you trying to have a sexy good time? Uh, I mean, I wasn't like actively circus. Circus. I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> circus. Lots of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wasn't actively seeking out a sexy good time. Um, I just didn't see. You anyone figured it would happen one. to you. Yeah, it would. I, just, I would just stumble in. Like some sort of mm-hmm. sort of like when Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider. Exactly. I feel that I would stumble into some sort of <laughs> That's how I most good times happen is they happen to you. You would turn with, into with a, no effort. A hypersexual mutant. <laughs> exactly. Um 
but yeah, I mean, I was kind of just wandering around with the cameraman from my work. Uh, I was out there working. Um, so yeah, anyways, but. Did you do any, like, Vegasy stuff besides? Because you were there for a premiere, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was there working at the premiere of uh, Resident Evil Extinction. Why would they have a premiere in Vegas? Well, uh, here's the thing. All of the advertising of the movie uh-huh. shows Mila Jovovich in kind of a post-apocalyptic Las Vegas. Sounds like a lot of fun. Like, sounds like a great place for a zombie movie sure, to be set, right? right? Yeah. I actually saw the movie. Uh, there's, like, one scene takes place in post-apocalyptic what? Vegas. The rest of it is just, like... It's just like in this desert. But all all the posters. I know. There's like I'm so they, they sad. spend they spend maybe ten minutes in post apocalyptic <laughs> Vegas. Feels um, so wrong. Yeah. So a word of warning to people. Um, I'm not saying don't see it. I'm just saying there's not a lot of post apocalyptic Vegas action. You guys remember the movie Kangaroo Jack? Of course. Uh, where the scuttlebutt yeah. on Kangaroo Jack was that even though <laughs> all the commercials were about this animated kangaroo, that was actually just a five minute dream sequence in the film. Yep. Um, I so that's let's get that out of the way. And Obviously, that's ridiculous. It was supposed to be an R-rated film. <laughs> yeah. Like originally, it was supposed to be an R-rated film, and it had all this hard R. It. Yeah, and then they cut it down. Wait, was it really? No, Are you really? serious? Oh, it's um, absolutely yeah, true. Absolutely yeah. true. Jeff, what? Jeff knows more about this. Uh, a little bit. It was a movie. I'm actually uh, for. <laughs> Something broke. Okay, sorry. Uh, so you were, wait, okay, okay, so there's an I'm, R-rated cut of Kangaroo I'm Jack out there somewhere. Somewhere floating around. I'm forgetting the entire story around it, but I think this was a... It was a Bruckheimer movie. Yeah. And it was shot, and they looked at it, and they were like, this absolutely does not work. And they, Was there just like a lot of like tits or I'll like tell you, violence? Or? There, there were tits, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah, and then they just decided, okay, we're going to repurpose it. And if we can get some people in with the trailer, maybe we'll get our budget back and let's just get out, oh, get in, get gotcha. out. And but they... then it ended up kind of spawning some kind of success because there were at least one direct-to-video sequel to Kangaroo Jack. So what? In, at UC Santa Cruz, there was this class called Working in Film and Television. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was this class taught by this guy who uh, he, he was famous because he invented the machine with the wheel that you turn when you're in a focus group watching a movie that you turn to the right if you like it and to the left if you don't like it. Wow. Now, this guy, I want to make clear that while that may or... I mean, there's an argument that that could, to be made that that's the worst thing in the history of entertainment or something. Mm-mm. The guy who taught the class, really, really good guy and really invented it because he thought it could help people make their product better and help people make things that people would like. Um, so that get that out of the way. Okay, but okay. the structure of this course was... A different UC Santa Cruz graduate would come in every week and uh, who worked in film and television. They would fly them up from L.A. or whatever. Yeah, some of them, of course, lived in Santa Cruz. They worked in the Santa Cruz film industry. But no, they'd fly them up from L.A. or whatever. And uh, one time this, this marketing guy comes from this movie company. And he's talking about marketing movies. And uh, he edited. He started out as a trailer editor. And then he eventually like became like one of the big marketing honchos at one of the big movie companies. And um, I, I jokingly raised my hand and asked if he could explain uh, Kangaroo Jack and particularly the slogan, which was, he took the money and he's not giving it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, it, no, I think it was, he stole the money and yeah, he's not giving it back. He stole the money and he's not giving it back, which would seem to be implied in the fact that he stole the money. I mean, right. I stole the money. I'm giving it back later. <laughs> so I, I raised. Stole, I stole the money and I'm know. hiding it in your bed. It's about some kangaroo that stole something and he's considering giving it back. I kind of want to. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to help you save money by taking. He's it from a, you. He's really going to have a look at his bank. It's book. a talking kangaroo, and he's two minds about the morality of. He's of two minds about the morality of this situation. <laughs> um, 
So I raised my hand and asked that like flippingly, you know, flippantly, like thinking flippingly. I asked it flippingly. I was doing a flip at the time. I asked it flippantly thinking. (laughs) I was a former St. Louis Cardinals great Ozzie Smith at the time. Um, I, uh, I, I asked this question like jokingly. And he's like, oh, I wrote that slogan. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, wow. I'll never work in film and television. And he's like, yeah, we just wanted it to, to sound kind of brash. <laughs> we wanted it to like, rhyme with Kangaroo it's Jack. It's a brash film. Man, they should really put out the R-rated cut but of that. Yeah, but I, so I, he be... explained what happened. In his opinion, this was the greatest triumph of his career. I would see it as being the most horrible thing that's ever happened, probably. But this was literally, this is like what made his name in Hollywood was this movie, which is that, as Jeff said, it started as an R-rated action comedy. Uh, It was a total failure. They looked at it and they said, well, let's recut it, uh, PG or PG-13. We'll market it to uh, young teenagers. And uh, they made this trailer that features the the kangaroo and that's in one dream sequence in the film and pretended like that was what the movie was about. And I think they changed the title of the movie, um, the whole nine yards. And it was a hit. The movie was a hit. I mean, it wasn't a gargantuan hit, but it was a hit, which was, you know, which was in contrast to the fact that they had this movie that was like the lowest polling movie they'd ever had or something like, like that. like turning shit into gold. Yeah, exactly. No, that's literally what it was. And the way they did it was by completely misrepresenting the film and using this nonsense, nonsense catchphrase uh, <laughs> that just had the right tone. And it was amazing to me this guy's like great accomplishment wasn't was just basically just like finding that tone like it wasn't wow, about yeah. anything about content it was just tone it was just like teenagers and especially younger teenagers want to go see something that's kind of brash I guess it's kind of neat that he did that, but I'm kind of surprised that he considers that to be his crowning achievement. Well, if, if right. you, but if you can do that in Hollywood with a crappy movie, you've got to yeah. be God. You Absolutely, know? yeah. yeah. Oh, that was the weirdest thing in history. The kangaroo wore a backwards baseball hat because he was really urban. Uh, <laughs> I think he edgy. might have added the backwards baseball hat to the he, kangaroo, He had too. a wrap, didn't he? I believe he may have had a wrap, but apparently the even the urban part of it as I understand, as I remember it, the urban part of it was only part of the brief dream sequence. So the the kangaroo did different crazy shit, but only part of it was rapping. Only a one little rapping bit, but they're like they like seized onto that rapping bit and were like, "We're creating an iconic character, the rapping kangaroo. His name's Kangaroo Jack. That's the name of the movie." Anthony Anderson is going to be a children's it's star. It's like marketing I, Simpsons around Poochie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do they do now to Good Luck Chuck? That I was did? actually, yeah, I was just going to say. Oh, I've seen um, Good Luck Chuck. I, I had really, to go to a press screening for work, but so we can, let's let's talk about yeah, this. It was I, actually the, a huge topic on, <laughs> we were, anyways. Yeah, we were having kind of a, a debate about it uh, within uh, Elephant Larry. I was complaining that the, the new set of of trailers and marketing campaigns for the movie are misrepresenting what the movie is about. Now, it's not like I wanted to see it the first time when I heard what it was about, yeah. but they were misrepresenting this kind of crappy-looking movie as a different crappy-looking movie. Wait, so the first premise... The what? first premise, which I believe is what the movie is still about, is mm-hmm. that it's about a guy who, whenever somebody sleeps with him, uh, the next person that the girl meets uh, is her one true love, so it's great to sleep with this guy because after that you'll get married and you'll be yeah, really yeah. happy. Um, and, and that's then, all ladies are interested in. Of course, of course. Um, and then 
the second set of trailers that came out and all of the posters and everything else uh, is that this guy, who that's all you know about him, is that he's a dude, um, yeah. meets this girl who's <laughs> who, really, really who clumsy. stands in kind of a way. He yeah. stands in a certain way that you find appealing. <laughs> he crosses his arms. He's, a little, yeah, one he's a little brash. Yeah. Yeah. He moved an eyebrow at some point. It was really neat. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he, then he meets like this this beautiful girl who's really clumsy, and he has to try to put up with it. So it actually became instead of being called Good Luck Chuck, as that that's his nickname because if you meet him, you have good luck. It's actually Good Luck Chuck, and they actually kind of they put a comma into it without actually putting a comma in. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, it seems to be the, that concept that you explained. I mean, that is that is the thing of the like, movie, and it is two distinctly different movies. The it's second a, concept is so boring. Oh, I don't, I don't get why would they would. You know, it seems they seem to think it's a problem too because uh, every five minutes a character re-explains the premise to the audience. Like his, <laughs> like his fat, outrageous buddies. Like, dude, you've got a problem. Every girl you sleep with, the next guy they sleep with will get married. And then, like, when he, so he starts dating Jessica Alba, right? And and she wants to sleep with him, and he doesn't want to do it because he's afraid of the curse. And then. Like, immediately after he goes home from not sleeping with her, he's with his fat buddy, who's like, <laughs> so, dude, if you sleep with this girl who you're in love with, the next guy she dates, she'll marry, and you'll lose her forever. Like, that is explained so much. In the, so, I mean, it was clearly a problem, and I guess when they're marketing, they're like, oh, shit, people don't get this incredibly complicated premise. It's not complicated. Make it about Jessica Alba and falling downness. I was, um, I was thinking about... It's not, ex- yeah, I know. And it's like you can you know it's like okay great we know why he doesn't want to sleep with her we don't need eight characters <laughs> having it anyways. Jordan, it's like watching CSI and they explain to each other what they're doing the entire yeah, time. Yeah 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 yeah. Immediately after we had that big discussion about uh, Good Luck Chuck on the show, I was reading the Times, the New York Times, and I mm-hmm. read the review of Good Luck Chuck. This was the opening paragraph of the review. <laughs> Uh, I've occasionally this is by A.O. Scott at times oh, esteemed sure, esteemed film rated. critic one of my faves I've occasionally heard Dane Cook one of the stars of Good Luck Chuck described as a comedian I find this confusing since my understanding is that comedians are people who say and do things that are funny perhaps Mr. Cook is some new kind of conceptual satirist whose shtick is to behave in the manner of a person attempting to be funny without actually being you know funny or maybe he answered an ad in the back of a magazine and sent away for a mail order license to practice comedy. Jesus Christ! Right? Okay. I here's mean, in. Okay. A-O. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. There's <laughs> there's Scott. one other part A-O. which says that the, the, he thinks that the audience for this movie is people who hope that they will get to see Jessica Alba in their underwear and um, in her underwear. In her underwear, yes. Wearing my boxers. In their underwear. <laughs> I hope and, uh, that the central, the central question of our time, as he puts it, will she take her top off? And he says, no spoilers here. In the meantime, plenty of less famous women do take their tops off, which will make Good Luck Chuck a must-see for young men, for young men with a subscription to Maxim, but no access to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It sounds right. like he had a lot of fun writing that. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You get the impression. You get the impression once in a while that they're like, "Ah, oh, they made me watch this. That I get to write this." Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any Las Vegas stories before we stop talking about Las Vegas altogether? I had a friend oh. who peed in the Venetian. Oh, cool. Yeah. At, at what part of the Venetian? The canals. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Cool. Uh, that, it's not really a story. Peed off like off the side of the boat or waited in? It, it, well, it was like five thirty in the morning, and we we're not close to a bathroom, so we just peed in the canal. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah. From the shore? 
I mean, there's from a, there's the a little bridge? Fence. There's a little fence. And he peed through he the fence. He stood on the fence? He peed through it. Oh, he peed through the Man, fence. Man, that yeah. sure didn't stay in Vegas, huh? Because uh, <laughs> you told about it. Oh, no! Woo! Oh! Busting out! We're all busting out! <laughs> They're going to kill you! Oh, man. <laughs> With a gun! <laughs> That's all. That's it. Oh. Well, that was good. That yeah. was worth it. I feel yeah. like that was worth postponing the end of this segment, don't you? Mm-hmm. No, not really. Pee-pee. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, we've got two of the members of Elephant Larry with us here, uh, Jeff and Stefan. Uh, Jeff, what is your website for people who want to learn more about your music career? Oh. Is uh, it jeffsolomon.com? It's uh, jeffsolomonmusic.com. Jeff Solomon. Was there another Jeff Solomon already spoken for? There are hundreds of them, and it's so sad <laughs> to me. Yeah, uh, yeah there's, there's actually a Jeff Solomon who's a bassist in the band SAR. Uh, oh. Who's like a kind of a kind of popular band? Star is great. Uh, yeah, they're good. Yeah. Um, and then there's a doctoral uh, candidate at NYU who just has JeffSolomon.com for his musings. Oh, for his mm. musings. Are you ever concerned that somebody might mistake his musings for your musings? Um, if they're looking for musings from you, a, a little bit, yeah. So I, that, that's why I also bought JeffSolomonMusings.com. <laughs> <laughs> If that's what you're into. Yes. Um, last week on the program, we set forth the first second round battle. We took a little break there for a minute from our uh, animal battle. And for your benefit, each week we're, we're breaking down one contest in our bracket, which will ultimately determine the world's greatest zoo animal. Um, this is an animal that lives in a zoo, not necessarily animal literally physically in the zoo. Okay. So it's that's part of what makes a great an zoo animal. An animal that would be in a zoo. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. So if you're talking about what's a great zoo animal, part of it is about how it would be in the zoo. Part of it is about how it would be in the real life. Okay. Okay. Um, so last week uh, we set forth this battle. It was monkey versus hippopotamus. Now, monkey had basically destroyed lion in the first round, which... You know, obviously, Lion, King of the Jungle, King of the Beasts, um, we thought that might be something that might actually put up a fight against Monkey, but no, Monkey, I Not think it's it's clever, has a prehensile tail, um, it might try and steal ads. your, steal, exactly, <laughs> career builder advertisements. Um, now, the other side of this bracket um, was Hippo, which uh, had already beaten Tiger by 65 to 35. Now, this oh was one... God. Yeah, right? That was That's one a big that surprise, had isn't it? absolutely really is. shocked us. I would say, frankly, that we were stunned by that outcome. We were sure Tiger, which the is... beautiful, majestic... I'm tiger, stunned. Tiger, burning bright, you know, in the darkness of the night or et however that goes, et cetera, et cetera. We were sure, you know, we were confident that it was going to be Tiger. But no, Hippo was the surprise victor by by a 30-point margin. So, this week, the question was, which of these two titans, the dark horse, Hippo, not literally a horse, of course, and uh, the monkey, the devious monkey, uh, known from mythology, the Chinese monkey king, sure, um, known from television, uh, where they're always going around wreaking havoc, mm-hmm. um, sometimes confused with apes, mm. you know, not mm-hmm. chimpanzees, that's not a monkey. Um, so let's let's take a call. This call turned out to be surprisingly representative of the calls that we that we got on this subject. Hi, Jordan Jesse Gill. This is that eleven year old. 
And yes, I am a boy. I'm Robert from Minnesota. And um, I love monkeys, and they're my second favorite animal. But I have to vote hippo for one reason, and how they mark their territory. You have to watch the video that I posted as Trevor587 on the forum, and also how they mark their territory is by is by uh, wagging their tail while pooping, spreading their dung everywhere, which is the most unusual manner. And our family was laughing all night when we saw that on TV. Anyway, thanks for listening. But that's amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. Truly spectacular. Sure. I'm. It's difficult to argue with that. You know what I'm saying? And Robert lays it out so well. It's truly an unusual manner. You know what I mean? The most unusual manner. It is a spectacularly unusual manner. So we had a very, very hot and heavy argument about this on the forums. Um, We got a lot of very heated telephone calls on this subject. Um, I I think it's fair to say that there were... There were very few people who were of two minds on this. People felt like the answer was self-evident. Either hippopotamus, yeah. uh, which is, you know, can live underwater and it's uh, surprisingly deadly, um, or, uh, or monkey, which is obviously, you know, one of the most adorable, human-like, uh, devious creatures of, uh, around. The final result was hippopotamus. Wow, huh? I thought Monkey was going to take it. Jordan, I had, yeah. you I had, had monkey, monkey to go all the way. Yeah. I have, I think From the that, beginning, I, I'm I like, Monkey's going to take it. It's great. I can't imagine yeah, the yeah. future of the race now without the monkey in it, actually. Isn't it difficult to imagine? But yeah. hippopotamus defeated sort of Monkey. fake internet I, voting? I don't think, I think so. You can a... only vote once in this contest. I hmm. approve of this. It was a clear It was a clear victory, 55% to 45%. Closer than some of our other contests. But, but a clean, a clean, clear victory yeah, for hippopotamus, wow. nonetheless. It was neck and neck for a long time. Eventually, hippopotamus pulled out ahead. I think the late deciders were looking at the reasoning. They were listening to the people like Robert, who were explaining how they spray the poop. They were, uh, they were watching the video of the hippopotamus that lives with the family in South Africa. Um, they were, you know, checking out all these different sources, making an informed decision. In the end. They came down hippopotamus. I mean, it seems like you're just not going to know anything new about a monkey, but you're just learning so much about a hippo yeah, that it's like, it's like just, you know, yeah. I didn't know a hippo was that awesome. And monkeys yeah. are monkeys are kind of it maybe a little oversaturated. Definitely, there's a that little could be what it is. Monkey fatigue. You know Absolutely. what I think it is? It's like you spend an entire childhood reading your uh, Curious Georges, your uh, you know hats for sale, um, and you get sick and tired of monkeys. You know that ultimately, what's a monkey going to do? He's going to get into the ether, you know? He's going to steal your caps, you know? And all of a sudden, you're going to reach up over your head where you had previously had a a tall tower of caps of various colors and patterns, and notice there's only one cap left. The monkeys took all the rest of the caps. Hippo will never do that. Hippo would never do that. He would just kill you if you're trying to bathe somewhere in sub-Saharan Africa in a river. Exactly. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, Boy Detective. Jeff. Stefan. From Elephant Larry. Um, This week's battle. um, This is another Clash of the Titans. And what's so exciting about this is I feel like in the first round of the Jordan Jesse Go Showdown Zoo Animal Edition, um, there were a lot of there were a lot of contests where it's difficult to make an argument for why Python is going to defeat Penguin. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you can see why someone would vote for Python over Penguin, mm-hmm. but not how the majority of people would vote for Python over Penguin. So the first round was full of battles that I don't want to say were gimmies, but there weren't a lot of big surprises. Hippo you see what was I'm one saying? of them. Hippo was one of them, and, and we, as we saw earlier on in the show, Hippo has continued its, its uh, surprising strength. Mm-hmm. But I think now that we're into the second round, we're talking about... 100% Clash of the Titans territory. Mm-hmm. There are no losers in the second round of this battle. These are powerful forces clashing at every turn. Each week, we turn, we open a new page in this battle, and each week we are stunned by yes. a new titanic clash. Okay? This week's battle... Um, one that I can't even... I can barely wrap my head around. It's in the not-bloodthirsty category. Um... Elephant versus ape. Mm-hmm. Elephant versus ape, and specifically the great ape. So baboons need not apply. Just the big ones. We're talking about the big ones. We're talking about chimpanzee. Okay. We're mm-hmm. talking about gorilla. Orangutan. Mm-hmm. We're talking about orangutan. Okay. All right. Primary feelings, guys. Well, I mean, we obviously yeah, have yeah, some yeah. elephant bias. Sure, sure. No, but you... we didn't choose the name because we like elephants. You no. just what, what, where, did, where what were the circumstances? Uh, it, our name is actually Fantlar, and uh-huh. we made Elephant Larry to have Fantlar in the middle because nobody knew what Fantlar was. Sure, fair enough. Yeah. Except for you. Except for us, we know. You knew it was your sketch comedy group. Exactly. Yes. We 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 knew it in our hearts. So you guys have some, but is still the. Elephant is an icon that graces your team T-shirts. It's, it, it's in the logo. It's, it's been true. seen on television on uh, celebrity entertainer Chris Hardwick. It's that's true. Um, that's right. Yeah. Um, but we actually have more sketches that feature gorillas than elephants. We actually think mm. apes are funnier. Okay. And we, and we have a gorilla costume. But is this can, can both both have both have painted? That's what right? I was about to say. Both are capable of generating abstract oh, art. Oh, you yeah, you yeah. are right. Absolutely. So so I don't think that helps decide anything. Yeah, I'd Only like to, one. I'd like to see the art by both and see which has the best. I mean, I'm not going to make a decision unless only I'm one can be fashioned into jewelry. That's true. Like or waste paper baskets or waste paper baskets. Right. Truly spectacular umbrella stands. <laughs> Hmm. Can elephants... Dad, have you actually seen an elephant like waste paper basket? It is creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a creepy thing to put your trash that. in. <laughs> uh, like... Elephants uh, cannot uh, speak in universal sign language, though. That's true. But no. I think you know tough. the last time we had ape, which was relatively recently. Ape's first ra- first round matchup was relatively late in the first round. Um, we ran a contest of uh, uh, Coco the gorilla. This is a sub-contest. It just came up. Coco the Gorilla versus All Ball the Kitten. And All Ball actually won the contest. All Ball? All Ball? That was uh, Coco's Kitten. That was Coco's uh, Kitten. She named it All Ball. Yeah, because it didn't have a tail. God. No, um, right? Anyway, well, Coco may say smart animal gorilla. Um, <laughs> I think what, uh, what some snoops on the Maximum Fun message board discovered was that Coco was fixated upon nipples mm. um, and would sexually harass her trainers. Right. That's oh, true. yeah. yeah. That's true. And, and, and her trainers were compelled to allow her to sexually harass them against their will. Hmm. Um, well, what are you going to do? Sue the gorilla? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, I will point out in Elephant's favor that Elephant has a uh, god, Ganesh. That's true. And there's, I don't think there's an ape god. I can't think of an yeah, ape god. I can't either. I don't think so. Yeah. There's do, a do guys, King Kong. I mean, now that you guys have a, have a comedy group 
with elephant in the title, have you learned a lot about elephants? Tried not to. I don't think. No, it's no. probably best. It, it, we don't want it to influence. I know our, yeah, there, yeah. there are there are character Indian choices elephant, and, and sure, then there's sure. like the African elephant. You know, an Indian elephant, Stefan, has uh, it's not only smaller than an African elephant; it also has smaller ears relative mm-hmm. to the size of its head. I feel, I feel like the, the big ears are the more majestic ones. I like those better. Yeah. Well, I think that's. Did you know that uh, elephants can communicate over long distances in a manner not dissimilar to a blue whale? That's true. Trumpets. That's another point for elephant. Yeah, I think so. Where, whereas apes are like communicating over short distances using their hands and only in a cage. Now, that yeah. said, I would say that uh, orangutan is one of nature's most delightful looking beasts. Are you deliberately pronouncing that correctly? Uh, I'm, it may or may not be correct. I'm deliberately <laughs> pronouncing say, really. it orangutan. <laughs> yes. If that's the question, if you if the question is, am I deliberately pronouncing it orangutan? Yes. I would say that, 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 that's a, a beautiful phonetic pronunciation because mm-hmm. I know now how to spell orangutan from your pronunciation. Yeah. So there you. you go. Um, I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be an this amazing battle. I want to get. I want to get your picks. I want to get your picks on this one. Um, I'm going to start with Jordan. Jordan, what's your pick here? I'm saying great ape. You're gonna say great ape. Do so we, like us. What's your what's your over? So like us. What's your over under for this? Over under. Oh, I don't really know what that means. I mean, I'm aware <laughs> it's a gambling thing, but I don't really know what to say. Well, what do you think is what are you gonna yeah. be? What do you think is gonna be the point difference? Do you think that you are you are you picking uh, elephant oh, by ten? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm saying uh, I'm saying uh, I'm saying great ape by twenty. Great ape by twenty percent. Holy mackerel! That's sixty forty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, what do you got here? Um, I'm going to go with elephant. Uh huh. And I, because I, I feel like right now the, the audience is is actually trying to buck certain trends. Mm-hmm. And it I think so. similarly, yeah, contest, similarly yeah. to the uh, to the monkey thing, I, th- I think people are going to stray away from. A, I think they've been straying away from uh, the large cats, uh-huh. uh, yeah. which are again been popular in the past. Popular. I know this is a little bit more of an audience analysis than an actual animal analysis, but that's the tack I'm taking. So I'm I'm going to say uh, elephant, but I do think it's going to be relatively close. I just think uh, elephant by ten. Okay, elephant by ten. What about you? What do you got, Stefan? I think I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the same, not the same analysis, but elephant by ten. I think apes are just played. People are tired of apes. The same old song and dance from apes. Yeah. I mean, I, I just want to say, like, elephants have majesty that you don't think about. Can that apes often. sing? Hmm? Can apes sing? Ah, uh, no. I'm. Oh, okay. So it wouldn't be. It's a shitty song. That's part yeah, of the yeah, problem. I, mean, yeah, it, yeah, it, I imagine <laughs> they can do a little bit of a dance. Right. Yeah, probably. that'd be a great. Soft shoe. Mm-hmm. Right. And promise a bunch of bullshit. I mean, that's that's what apes do. Well, only you in our audience can decide. Visit our forum at maximumfun.org/forum. You will find the contest there. You can vote uh, to decide who is the better zoo animal, elephant or ape. Who will head to the semifinal round? No. Yes, the semifinal round. Sorry, I forget which one's the semi-semifinal, which one's the semifinal. Nah, it's hard you to say. will decide who and who's who's sent to the American League Championship Series. Uh, it's the Battle of October in the not bloodthirsty category zoo animal battle. Maximumfun.org/forum. <laughs> if you have thoughts about it either way, please give us a call and tell us what they are. We'll play them on next week's show. Two zero six nine eight four four fun is the number to call. Two zero six nine eight four for fun. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse. Jordan. With us, Jeff, Stefan from Elephant Larry. Gentlemen. Hi. Hi. That's good. Keep it, keep it, keep an even keel. Mm. That's my motto when it comes to... Stay cool. Don't freak out. Yeah. Don't want to get, go ape shit. You know what I'm saying? Go nuts. You guys know what I'm talking about. Well, we got some really cool calls this week. 
So it's funny. Yeah. Sometimes, funny? well, last week we had this call from uh, this uh, young woman who was claiming that she was making the telephone call from locked in a popular boy's bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had gone over to his house to tutor him in something, and he had tried to kiss her. Um, I thought it was the best call we'd ever gotten on the show. It's pretty good, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of controversy <clears throat> on uh, the message board as to whether it was a legitimate telephone call. Mm-hmm. Or whether it was someone calling in in character in an effort to trick us. Right, right. Now, I maintain that there's no value to deciding that it's that, because that just takes all the fun out of it. Sure. But I, th- I thought it was real. We, we talked about it. We decided. We, we felt like it was probably real. Yeah, yeah. And we were, it's, it's absolutely more fun to say that it's real. Yeah. So, so but nonetheless, I th- well, something that I thought was our best call ever, somewhat controversial on the message okay. board. Interesting. I think that this series of telephone calls is going to not only to top that call, but confirm that call's veracity. A, b- a bold statement. Let's hear him. Hello, Jordan Dizigo, Sam Lundberg. Um, and I just found out that a girl I've really liked for three or four years, and I finally got the guts to ask her out. Her parents will not let her date until she's in college, which is another couple of years. So uh, I have no idea what I'm going to do right now. All right. Uh, see you guys later. Bye. Okay, this let's one... Let's make sure... Let's decide amongst ourselves whether or not this is a creepo situation. Okay. W- in she, which part? Whether he's creeping he's, her out? He's liked her for three or four years. Let's, let, I'm just saying let's do some math. Let's do some math. Wait, Can we did, wait did a minute? Say three or four years? First of all, let's estimate this young man's age. So I think that might help in this situation. I'm 24. 49. I'm going to say 15 because he said a couple years until she goes to college. Right. I'm saying 15. Mm. 15 He's or 15. 16. He's I mean, that's, 15 that's or 16. probably more reasonable. Jeff, you, you, you're raising your hand. I'm, I'm raising my hand in this, in the, in this questioning manner. I, I thought that he, it sounded like he was definitely already in college. Well, he's of, in college. Yeah, yeah. He's not in that's, college. I mean, she's that's still in like high why school. a parent would say she can't date you until she's in college. Exactly. Yeah. No, weird. but she can't date at all until she's it in college. It sounds like just a strict household. Oh, she can't date yeah. at all. Yeah, okay. I think that these are both 15 or 16-year-olds. Uh, the girl's gotcha. parents won't let her date uh, unless she's in college. Now, that having been so, said, that's also the kind of thing that a girl would say to a guy if she just didn't want to date him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that the, was kind of a rule, yeah, 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 except it's an easy one to bust if she ever dates anybody else. Yeah, like yeah, it, it's the kind of lie you're going to get caught in real quick. Yeah, I mean, I think if 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 a, if a young to be teenage like, girl supremely, is she to really? Date you, she'll my secretly, parents, like she'll, she'll we'll arrange a secret sneak out. Like situation. it's easier to be like you know my parents won't let me date black dudes or something. Yeah, yeah, and like she won't get caught. Yeah, he yeah. did sound like probably he was probably an African American guy. So and, I wouldn't rule racism out. And, and kind right. of here's what's the and, and I hate to be a downer caller, but I mean here's also what points to that. It's the it's a girl I've liked for three or four years, and I finally got up the courage. It seems to me that that whole thing of you know liking someone from afar and she doesn't see your worth at first, but then through gestures and niceness and being a constant friend, she finally realizes you're the one for her. It seems like that never has happened in the history of love. It's never happened. Can I, you guys have I, an no, anecdote no, for that I, happening? I have actually made that happen. Don't go, I, it's been my understanding that kind of women decide whether or not a man is a romantic match in the first, you know... 15 to 20 exactly. seconds? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's... In the first glimpse at their bank book. hey yo. Oh! Anyway, no, no. Do they okay. drive a BMW no, or let's, not? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. 
I don't think it's. I mean, like it, it's generally the case. I think that's actually sure. totally generally true. But I, there was one girl who I really did like, and she didn't. She was like, no, 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 just friends, whatever. And then I kept hanging out. Kept we were gone over a summer. And you kept like, you kept going I kept for like, the boob. I kept really just trying to feel her out. And, uh, <laughs> it, it worked out. I, no, uh, but constant like, but clumsy like, gropes. We we we, we, we wrote, wrote letters over the summer, and then I came back, and then we started dating. So interesting. So you uh, so, so so I mean, so I, she it, clearly said to you at first, literally, just literally be said, "Just friends. I don't want anything else besides friends." Right. And eventually, she came around. It ended up not being a great relationship. Okay. In the end, but huh? So what but, do you think it was? Like, what do you think that you what, like? What like what about you being a friend made made you? seem romantic at some point i have persistence i'm not i, I don't huh. I, I can't I, I don't know i don't have any meaningful are you a, like no, a, are you a dangerous sexy friend when you're friends with a girl i mean I, I, i'm your friend but i'm a guy so um, <laughs> yeah i don't think so he a, knows that you're dangerous yeah, yeah exactly I, I drove too fast when she was in my car okay um, yeah. i'm gonna go ahead and say that we are steering this poor guy way in the wrong direction here <laughs> really really far in the wrong direction yeah. Maybe it's happened in the world. But here's my point. I think this guy knows in his heart, one way or the other, uh, whether this girl actually likes him or doesn't. She's either saying... it, It is conceivable that she's saying this because that's her family's rules, but she actually likes him. But if that was the case, and they could then circumvent the rules. Right. If that was the case, then he would know. Because I feel like in if high school, if he's not sure, yeah. then it's not the case. Yeah, because yeah. it's in hard to tell when you're in happened. high school. Like, like if, if you actually like somebody, you will sneak around in high school. I mean, let's yeah, yeah I mean, that's what high schoolers do. Matter. So if if you feel like you're if you feel like you're not sure about it, which is often the case, because you know that's just how it is in high school. You just don't have the you haven't figured out what's going on yet. Um, then no, it's that's not mm-hmm. then it won't happen. And the answer is to find new girls to like. Yeah, because I wish... high school's full of cute girls. <laughs> that's that's if you're in true. high school. They're all your age, and you have the same amount of money as them. Yeah, it's amazing. You're full, you're in this place with literally a hundred people that are the same age as you and the opposite gender. <laughs> yeah, I it's... wish somebody had told me that really early on. That like if a, like when a girl like if a girl just considers you a friend. Just, just cut it Let out. It just cut it out. You know. Lots and lots of girls consider you a friend. Oh yeah, absolutely. And You're de- catnip definitely, to girls. Definitely, definitely, definitely a uh, the case in high school. Um, anyway, so yeah, but but I, mean, I kind of had that, like oh, if I just if it's, I just write the write the write the right cute note, and if I just like am there at the right time when when the right guy is a jackass to her. It'll all turn around. But that's yeah, I can, totally I can say from experience it never works. I mean, yeah, <laughs> thank you. It's the uh, movie lie. I mean, it, it, yeah, no, exactly, no, nobody believes exactly. that if, if you don't watch that in the movie. Mm-hmm. You really the the difference between a friend and more than a friend is a really small difference. I feel like that's the one that's like the big romantic thing that I learned mm-hmm. in high school. But it's a really important difference, and you just have to have you know ten percent more edge and make it ten percent clearer that you like to go out with girls. Rather than just be friends with them, <laughs> right? And and it, all of a sudden things just start happening to for you. The only no. uh, the only other situation, which is a little bit of a gray area, I'd say, is if the girl is already dating somebody and you think that they're kind of a jerk and that it won't really last, then you can just be their friend and just kind of be around and, and just be like, oh, I'm so much clearly better than this guy, and show that through your behavior. Then you yeah, have a yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that that's yes, yeah. that the reason she's going, it might be her. 
Maybe we should start a, a, point. a new Ann Landers column. Actually, not Ann Landers. What's the woman? There's one column that's like Ann Landers, but it's specifically for teenagers. Have you ever seen that one? No. Oh, man, it is solid no. gold. It is <laughs> what brilliant advice there is Savage love is what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on that note, let's take another call here. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, this is uh, Nick calling from Seattle. I just worked two hours of overtime and then left work and uh, found a parking ticket on my car for pretty much the amount of the overtime that I worked. This might be a good question for the lawyer guy that you guys talked to from, oh, a judge maybe, maybe judge. I don't know what you guys call him. But anyway, I, I haven't yet, I just moved to Seattle uh, a few months ago and I still haven't yet gotten my uh, Washington license plate. So I'm wondering if there's any like secret cool ways that I just might be able to get out of paying this parking ticket because I want to keep the money that I work for my overtime, as anybody can probably understand. Okay, we should start by clarifying the judge on our program, Judge John Hodgman. Uh, he's probably best known not as a lawyer or a legal scholar, uh, but as a television entertainer right. um, and author. Uh, of of humorous uh, books. In that guy's defense, he's only been on one segment, yep. and we do mention him more than he's actually yeah, on. So that's true. It's maybe if he hasn't heard that particular episode, I just want to like, lay that out there. Um, I would recommend a good trick that I use mm-hmm. um, is uh, remembering to put change in the meter. That's all I've got. Or not parking where you're not supposed to. Or not parking where you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to think that there is a trick where if you have some sort of financial liability, you can evade it. Yes. I, I would say that in, in my experience, just go and fight it no matter what, because I've gotten an awful lot of tickets in, in, my, in my life. None of them were my fault. Absolutely none of them. But actually, I mean, if you kind of go in there and just show your face... That they'll get that you will walk out paying less money than you originally had to. If you yes, if you yeah. are sincerely short on money now, in a lot of places, a parking ticket is not something that you can contest in court. It's something you can only do like a written uh, uh, contesting of. Like I know that's the case in San Francisco, but I did get uh, like a moving violation in Santa Cruz when I was living in Santa Cruz for having my stereo too loud. And, um, wow. yeah, I know. Right. And I was really, really, really broke at the time. It was like $250 ticket. And so I drove down to Santa Cruz from San Francisco in the, in the middle of the summer. Cause you know, you schedule an appointment. It's like four months after the actual thing happens. And, um, I drove down there and, uh, they said if I, if I pleaded no contest, uh, they would charge me 70 bucks or something like that instead of 250. And so I just said yes. And I was in and out of there in like 10 minutes. Right. Um, and if it's if it, if there is any kind of court process, it's much more expensive to them for you to actually participate in the court thing than it is hmm. to uh, than it is to just give you a big discount. So I, I mean, I guess what he's trying to ask is if they could possibly track him down. Yes, I and, think they can. Yeah, yeah, they, they probably can. Right? Yeah, I when I was stupid, thought that maybe when I rented cars, tickets didn't count. <laughs> uh-huh. So you just went around getting tickets? Uh, yeah. It's yeah, kind it's, of a common misperception. A lot yeah, and, no, no, and I was like, no, nah, it's probably too much of a pain in the ass. They'll never track me down and sure. send me a ticket, but they totally did. Yeah. yeah oh, they, they sent it. They mailed it to you. Oh, they mailed it to me. You didn't I, just I, have a sheriff show up at your door. No, no. I, I, I just got it in the mail, and they're like, please pay this. The <laughs> trouble is that if you don't have a rental car, they'll just boot your leg. <laughs> they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? If it's a rental car and they don't have it anymore. Hey, George and Jesse. Uh, I'm calling with a missus occasion. I don't know if you guys are really doing that so much anymore, but I figured I had to call this one in anyway. 
Uh, I guess I can say my name is Alyssa for the moment from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I just went out for the first time ever dressed as a lady. So uh, I've been wanting to do it for a long time, and I decided to go ahead and do it. And it went great. Uh, I'm not sure I'm ever going to do it again, but it was nice to get out of my system. And I had to call you guys and let you know I'm driving home now from the bar where I attended an event for cross-dressers. So it was a lot of fun. And I call it, you know. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Enjoy the show. Uh, whatever. I guess I'm telling you to enjoy your own show. I hope you cut me off before I said that. Anyway, thank you. Bye. I contend. We've had we've been running this give us a call when something momentous happens to you for a long time. Sure. I contend that this stands beside the time that somebody called us after uh, the child they were babysitting tricked them into going out on the roof and then locked them up there. <laughs> <laughs> As the the all time greatest yeah, momentous. Yeah, pretty event. momentous. Isn't Congratulations, that awesome? dude. Congratulations, uh, Alyssa uh, slash whatever your given name is. Way to go. Yeah, really I, living it. I don't know how. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the the cultural climate of Columbus, Ohio, is like, but it seems Maybe like it might be a little risky to go to cross dress there. Mean, it's no Cleveland. No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> it's no Dayton. Everybody wants to live in the Cleve. Sure. <laughs> um. Anyways, I mean, not to say, but I mean, not Way as to comfortable go. as, you know. Way yeah, too absolutely. go. It sounds like, like, even, it, like it's probably an even bigger deal there than it would be. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. like A, yeah. identify that you want to dress like a lady. B, look for an event. B, and like C, just do it. Yeah. Like, it like, took all these steps. It's great. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. I say do it whenever you want. Don't feel like you had to get it out of your system. Do it whenever you want. It's I probably just, in his system forever. Yeah. I say that's wonderful to me. That yeah. sounds so great to me. And you know what I like about it the most? Hmm. Clearly, uh, clearly, this isn't uh, this is something where he's going to enjoy dressing like a lady. But it's not just because he enjoys the cultural aspects of men who dress like ladies, which would be just like being brash and brassy. You know what I mean? Like that part, I'm not that into. I, I mean, it's right. fine. You know, if that's you know, do, do it. You know, that's fine. I mean, I'd be. Well, in... It's easier for you to say, Jesse. You're a natural diva. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be really interested to know what kind. Don't of... go there, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested to see to know what kind of lady that he liked dressing up as. I mean, if he was just like a normal lady, if he was totally like an outrageous lady. And I'm yeah. interested in what what the cross dressing night in Columbus, Ohio, is like. Columbus, Ohio is a pretty big town. I think it's a college it, town, I, too. Yeah, it might I mean, be. you have Columbus, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. That's like the three biggies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Columbus is a pretty big town. So it's not like you They should... call them the, the crown jewels in Ohio's <laughs> it, w- it wasn't held crown. at the library or something like that. Yeah. This, this, this <laughs> it's like a basement. It wasn't also a cakewalk. <laughs> Cross-dressing night slash cakewalk. Man, I think that is so great. Wait, where to go, Alyssa? Hey, Jesse. Hey, Jordan. This is Ebeth from Summit, New Jersey, and I just finished the Danskin Women's Triathlon. I am so excited. It was awesome. It was great. I just wanted to share that because you asked us to call in when important events happen. I've been training for this triathlon for like seven months, and I finished it, and it was awesome. I'm going to presume that this was a winter triathlon. Isn't that the one with skeet shooting? That's a biathlon. Oh, biathlon? Biathlon is ski and shoot, I think. Why doesn't anybody ever have charity biathlons? That'd be awesome. That's something I could really get behind. That is a cool sport. Because it's easy to... It's not... Well, you want... If you run a thing, you want people to sponsor you, right? Isn't it usually part of the deal? Just more people know how to ride a bike and swim than ski and shoot a gun. Well, you could just get the Swiss Guard to sponsor you. They got plenty of money. They guard the Pope. 
Really? The, uh, yes. Yeah. I don't. I think the Swiss Guard. That's the people who guard the Pope. I think. That's and they crazy. invented. I think they invented the biathlon. Do they because work at they your were office? in the military? Do they work at your office, Jesse? The Swiss Guard. Yes. Uh, no, they don't. Do they work at any listener's office? Do they office? work at your that's office, you, Jordan? No, and that's, why I would, that. and that's why I'm running a triathlon and not a biathlon. Does a bicycle no work at your office, me. Jordan? What? Does a bicycle work at your office? No, you don't. A bicycle isn't even a you're person, right. You're Jordan. right, Jesse. Get the Swiss Guard to sponsor your biathlon. Exactly. Yes. You're right. You only I, need one I'm major sponsor. Fool. The triathlon gets Nike. The biathlon gets the Swiss Guard. Wait, so you're saying the Swiss Guard who invented biathlons should also sponsor it? Yeah, well, they got a lot invested in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they're known for, besides guarding the Pope. This is an airtight argument. In it. Yeah. This is an airtight argument. I feel like we should. <laughs> I feel like we should start our own athlon. Yeah. Yeah, like one athlon. There one is a pen, There's such a thing as a pentathlon, right? Sure, I think so. So what about a quadrathlon? I don't think that's an athlon yet. That's four things. Let's go. You eat four things. What yeah, four things four are things. in our athlon? Four, four dishes. Four food groups, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You oh, like a four-course four tasting food. menu. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's very, very nice. nice. How's it judged? But I think we're making a mistake. How well you eat it? Yeah, how much you enjoy it? <laughs> that was style. But I think, but in all these other athlons, the things are kind of unrelated. So I think eating four different foods is too. There's, I mean, there's too much. That, I mean, that's what, a similar activity. I think the skiing and the shooting, though, came from hunters in it, it Norway, came from ex- okay. No, it came from the Swiss military people. It's probably some other military people. And I'm, <laughs> but it, like the Austrian military, right. they had to cross-country ski because that's how they got around. And shoot things. And shoot things. That's related. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well. So um, they are related. Sorry, I'm sorry. Here's, what, I'm here's my... I'm making this an action item. Sure. Invent your own athlon. Okay. It has to have reason behind it. Can't be a nonsense athlon. Okay. Can't be mask wearing. You have to tell us. Dog. (laughs) And then two other things. Yeah. Go bowling. (laughs) And look at a lady. What about bra fitting? Yeah. I've heard that's very difficult. Sure. Sure. Because you got to get there. Because there's two different things. You know, a lot of people pick the wrong cup size. And people are differently sized. Exactly. That's what I thought you meant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So they have to be related. I want to hear uh, what uh, what the events are in the in the in the athlon, um, and I want to hear how the athlon is judged. Okay, so uh, and decathlon that's too big of an athlon. So keep it to the shorter athlons. I would say hexathlon and below. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? No, dodecathlon. Dodecathlon. <laughs> yeah. Googleathlon. Yeah, right. The Googleathlon is <laughs> going to take up way too much of our time. Jordan and Jesse. Um, this is Eleanor, the awkward girl who lost herself in the bathroom. Um, no, it, it wasn't bullshit at all. I really did lost myself in the bathroom. Anyway, well, I guess it's been a week and a bit since I called in. Um, and yes, I'm still awkward, but no, as you described me, I don't wear Doc Martens. And usually, I only pull my hair back for curling and dance. So, anyways, um, I do have another question, though. The popular boy, well, I don't really like him, but he asked me out. But before he asked me out, he said, well, I don't really do relationships, and I don't really like him, so should I just date him and hope some of the popularity rubs off on me? Anyways, well... I'll keep you updated. Bye. Okay, Eleanor. Okay. 
I feel okay. Number one, I feel like this is an excellent follow-up call. Does that she pull her hair back for the sport of curling? I think she does because she lives in Canada. <laughs> okay. That's what I was wondering whether she pulls it back in order to curl it, or whether or she actually is on some sort of curling team. It would make no sense to pull her hair back to curl it. Yeah, that's what that, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna make fun of. I was gonna make a joke about what do you do it for the sport of curling? But then I was like. Oh, she's in she Canada. Probably, yeah, she probably does do the sport of curling. Which is kind of awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's really cool. Can't you meet somebody from the curling squad? Seriously. What do you think? Curling squad? Curling team? Curling club? Curling group? Um, curling squadron. Okay, number one, this guy <laughs> just wants to sleep with you. Let's just make that clear. Sure, sure. Well, but he did say, I don't really do relationships. So he might potentially do relationships? Maybe. He, if she's... He, he's kind of implying it. Maybe yeah, she's yeah. changing him. I f- oh, she, I she feel can like, totally make him a better I person. I feel like I have a strong <laughs> I have a strong vision on this question, which is this. Um, she said she doesn't really like him. Uh, you, it sounded like you like him enough to tutor him in something. So I'm going to presume that you don't actively don't you get some dislike money for tutoring? him. You maybe. I no, would, I, would I think ima- you do. I think you get yeah, you, you get, get ten paid bucks for or something. Yeah, ten bucks. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, it, presuming I'm going to go ahead and say presuming that she doesn't actively dislike him. She should ask herself this question. If I go on a date with him, will he rape me? If if the answer is no, if this guy doesn't seem like the raping type, okay, you don't feel like you'd be in any danger going on this date. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of offended that you guys laughed when I said that because I don't think rape is funny. I was shocked. I don't think it's a laughing matter. Um, I was just thinking on something of something that happened on Back to You this week. <laughs> okay, I got. Gotcha. I wasn't losing listening to you. Um, that Patricia Heaton, she sure is familiar to me. I enjoyed yes. the Back to You. Oh, good. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's it, nice. It's, it's way, it's way, didn't it's, say it. It's way classic. Oh, good. <laughs> um, why don't we start talking about Back to You, uh, Stefan? So you mentioned it. Um, you talked about rape, and that's the next logical jump in <laughs> conversation. Because uh, uh, okay, so if she there. feels safe going on a date with this guy, and if she feels like if he wanted to sleep with her, she would be comfortable telling him no if she didn't want to sleep with him, mm-hmm. then I think she should go on the date because, hey, might as well go on a date. It would be an interesting thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, sorry. No, I, I don't know. I mean, okay. I kind of agree that sometimes going on a date is good for a story. Um, and it's like, oh well, this will be good. I'll get a good story out of it, or I could see what happens. But I don't. I'm not sure if the, if this is the exact circumstance and here. If the only thing that she wants is the popularity, it's not gonna happen. Like popularity does not rub off in the way. He's, no, he's, that's he's, that's he's, true. He's not gonna tell his friends, being like, oh man, I went out with this totally unpopular girl. It was amazing. And yeah. If, and if he sleeps <laughs> and with I, her, and she's not my girlfriend, but man, is she? And we didn't. Yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah. even do anything. It was awesome. Yeah. But uh, you don't think that she should? But ha- but uh, maybe this have is with the, the other experience. girl. Of going, the, the on popu- a, yeah. going on a date with this guy just because it might be interesting. I think I think learning to I think learning to go on a date, a casual date, is an important thing that maybe like like did you do any casual dating in high school? I no. think that's just like no, you not you, in high school. No. no, you you got a boyfriend or a girlfriend, right? Like no, you know there was no was, dating was playing the theoretically field. Theoretically, sure, yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know. It seems like that's something I mean, that I definitely learned, had to learn how to do was like just go on a date yeah, without a yeah, ton yeah, of yeah. like emotion behind it, you know? Just I mean, like, like oh, we're gonna take somebody out, you know? Not have your, your expectations in any particular place, right? Right. Yeah. Not to you know tell come, all my friends or something about it. Go um, back to my dorm room. Yes, exactly. She I, seems she seems relative. The reason I would say this yeah. is she seems relatively self possessed. 
Oh, I mean, yeah. She seems like yeah. a young woman who's got her head on straight. Absolutely. So I feel like I would be less likely for it to end up with, you know, her being in some situation that made her feel bad. But what's, you know what's, what I mean? what's the best case scenario for her? Maybe, maybe I mean, she would turn out to like him. That sounds terrible. <laughs> well, it, I mean, actually, I think this popularity sounds... that she wants to get isn't necessarily with the other guys or meeting another comparably handsome, popular guy. But, I mean, you like, know, like all, the girls, yeah, and... the girls would be more impressed and, you know, maybe she'd get invited to better parties and et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Anyway, for some reason, I picture the opposite thing happening. So I'm kind of worried for her, I guess. I, would, I, I think that she could get even like further ostracized for going out on some date, especially if he doesn't get exactly what he wants out of it or sure, something. Sure. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just don't see it like a really great ending for this. I, okay, I feel, that's I feel reasonable. like she should not. I, that's reasonable. I'm, 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 that makes sense to me. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on what the guy is like. She, she, all, all we have to go on is that he's popular and she doesn't particularly like him romantically. If And then he prefaced it with... Oh, yeah, really yeah, that's that's. Yeah, yeah maybe that's, I'm wrong. Maybe I was wrong the whole time. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I even think there's a little bit of value in learning, uh, learning to go out on a date with someone who you know you're not nuts about. You know, then you can kind of learn you, further what you are nuts about. You know. But I don't know if you need to learn that lesson in high school. Like, that's, no, that's, that, that's like you, yeah. that, that may be something that you this can learn, true. learn in college or even after college. Be like, yeah, I mean, maybe in out. high school you should just have a sweetheart. You know, yeah, and not. Well, you know, I, here's one question that I would think about. Sure, if she, how secure does she feel in her current social standing? Like, does her social standing feel like something where if she's some clearly little, in drama club, Jesse? I know that. <laughs> um, if something little and weird happened, like it would like, you know, she might like lose friends or something, like something really weird. Because for some people in high school, I mean, I guess my high school experience was experience was different from most because I went to an arts high school. But, um, you know, I th- I get the impression that for some people in high school, you know, maybe they have like a more tenuous hold on there. Because I agree that this, you know, no matter what happens, I don't think it's going to like make her more popular if she goes on a date with right. this guy. It just might be something interesting to do. I mean, yeah. And it's, it's always nice to go. It's nice to go on a date with somebody. You That's know? true. It's you, it then in high school, like you, oh, I went on a date with the the guy from the football team. Like I can go on a date with whoever I want. Yeah, I mean, I remember in high school. I mean, I understand the impulse because, like, in high school, I was just dying for anything different to happen all the time. Like, I was uh-huh. like, like, please, something happened this week. And really, <laughs> oh be, God, it, it would be really great. If Seriously, in case. high school, you spent a lot of time wishing you were at Disneyland. No, I actually did not like Disneyland in high school. Oh no, hmm. Disneyland sucked for many years. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah it's kind of, then it got better. It, uh, it did. Gay it did. or no? It was it what? totally gay? It was a. It was a queer. Was it, it was, queer? It was more that the uh, actually the park was actually a different way for about ten years. It, oh. it fell into disrepair and uh, there was. Oh, a, we're not talking. So about... it was because you're so discerning about your appreciation. Exactly. I see. Exactly. I it's, it's turned out to be much more better now. So I think for Eleanor, she should think about you know what is this current state of repair of Disneyland? Um, have exactly. there been any new lands built recently? Would she like to go there for have... New Year? <laughs> Maybe if she hasn't is... been in a while. She should take a second look. Is it going to be because some things have changed? They can is put together vacation a... packages for her. Is it going to be a problem that they took out the submarines and how about this actually i think they're the putting in new submarines mm. yeah the, the the submarines and i think the tom sawyer island are two, two instances where yeah. where they've taken out a classic ride but replaced it with um 
with one of their successful movies. A similar but more heavily branded. Yeah, experience. yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Where you can buy. No, I like the new Finding the Nemo submarine voyage. Oh, really? It's actually. I, yeah? I thought it was good. I like the old one better. Man, but the old submarine voyage is like just a, rad. just like a super like retro. That was crappy. my favorite. You can always see the top of the water. Good oh, yeah, time. Yeah, that was exactly. my favorite ride at Disneyland. I mean, like as a kid and ever after. But for a ride that was built in 1950. Not, 1959, it really actually held up pretty well. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Your favorite ride wasn't Space Mountain? I'm afraid of roller coasters. Yeah, oh, my roller coasters. oh, my God. Oh, my God. They Jess, terrify Jesse, me. Space, Space Mountain is, I think, the, ac- the actual best thing of any kind. Yeah, it is the best <laughs> I'm matter. I'm glad somebody else the is talking about The best matter is Space here. Mountain. It, yeah, when I, they I, added the music, holy shit! It oh is, my god, that music is, pumps you. It up. is unbelievable. Uh, Stefan was mentioning the, uh, yesterday that part of the soundtrack was done by uh, Michael Giacchino, who uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name, or Giacchino, who does the music, who did the music for The Incredibles and Ratatouille oh, okay. and Alias Lost. and Lost. He's incredible at these really majestic scores, and <laughs> and Dick Dale does the guitar. Oh wow! And. It, King of the surf guitar. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not like we a know how we know how they thing. got yeah. hold of Dick Dale. They just called him, called the phone number on his website and it rang directly to his trailer in the desert. Yes. <laughs> we learned that one in the early years of the Sound of Here in America. <laughs> Dick Dale's home number is on his far, website, far or at least was surf. when we were in college. Anyways, um, yes, no, that music is great. It, it adds was to the experience. Amazing. It's more than just a roller coaster. I really think it was like this sensory experience. And I, a couple of us, I had never been on it before. Um, it's more than just a roller coaster. It's it, a hand job. It, on, that's, I mean, we actually had a like, discussion if that would make it better or worse. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, it was like, I, was, yeah, it would. I, I would want these experiences separated from each other. I want to be able to fully focus on each one. I have to concentrate one. if there's a hand job going on. Guys, can yeah, we address? Here's amount. my big concern about Disneyland that I experienced recently. <laughs> if you're going to have somebody rolling around on a Segway saying, Come to the Segways at the Discoveratorium or whatever it's called. You should let people ride the fucking Segway. Nobody wants to come to the Discoveratorium and, and then, then see somebody, see ride, somebody yeah, riding a Segway. Oh, I already that, that saw bullshit. that outside of the Discoveratorium. I didn't need to go in the Discoveratorium. Oh, now he's going up and down stairs. Yeah, no, that, that's disappointing. And I'm still standing here on my feet like a sucker. <laughs> that is the only thing at Disneyland, too, is the Segways. Well, we'll be back in just a second. On Jordan Jesse Go. We will. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse. Jordan. Jeff. Stefan. There we go. Was I was trying to give you guys I, a meaningful look that you guys could introduce yourselves this time. Yeah, that I, yeah I, I, I blew it. No, I, 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 I'd say it that was, actually I blew it by by not uh, interpreting your clearly uh, very easily interpretable look. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I could have assumed that I was first, but I decided to hit Jeff instead. And yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> you got some kind of oil derrick on your hat there. Yeah, it's a water tower. Oh, water tower. Oh, it's a Brook, It's a Brooklyn water tower. Oh, okay. Mm. It's a Brooklyn Industries hat. You know what they say. Mm. Manhattan keep on making it. Brooklyn keep on taking it. That's true. Or as the sign to, um, uh, when you enter Brooklyn, it says, Believe the hype. <laughs> Does it say that, no, really? really? <laughs> There's a whole series of signs. You guys are New Yorkers, we should say. You uh, are yeah, yeah. Currently New Yorkers. Currently New Yorkers. Uh, but there's, there's New Yorker a... magazines. We're, we're... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we have some cartoons. Yeah. Uh, but there's a whole series of signs when you enter on various bridges into Brooklyn. There's Believe the Hype. There's uh, There used to be Oy Vey. 
Uh-huh. Which is one of my just forget about it. Easily, easily the most cringeworthy one. Do you guys yeah. have oh, like a colorful like, borough president? Is that what's going yes. on here? Yes, we do. Oh, so uh, there's a blackout in, I'm sure, the, in like three years ago, like the big one. I'm sure, on the, the big, big New York blackout. And uh, so all of us, all of us, we had everybody in Brooklyn had to walk home. And so I was walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, and there's is it Marty? Who's it? Yeah, Marty so Markowitz. Marty Markowitz uh, is standing at the um, standing. At the at the entrance to Brooklyn with a megaphone going, "Welcome back to Brooklyn, Brooklyn! <laughs> Welcome back to Brooklyn!" and just shouting it as everybody's streaming across the bridge. Wow, it was great. And he's he's put up these semi-offensive. Yeah, exactly. Welcome, so, Welcome to Brooklyn. Forget about it. <laughs> Oi, hey! Welcome back, you Jews and Italians. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no, he's great. Welcome back, harsh stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> um, on last week's show, we started talking. You and Andy Daly started talking about uh, weird extras at your job. Yes. Um, by the way, my th- all this week, my uh, my block has been taken over by filming of the unit. Uh, which has made it into a uh, not just a, a typically my block has transformed into an urban slum for purposes <laughs> for purposes of filming. However, this this week it's specifically a European urban slum, which I can tell because there are there until today were Everyone's a lot carrying of a baguette. No, there were just a lot of Yugos. There were a lot of Yugos parked on ah. my street. There were three Yugos parked on my street. What did, what did they do to make it look like a slum? They park Yugos on the street for one thing. Uh, um, they add trash. <laughs> Literally, they just throw trash around. Wow. They'll have like dumpsters and trash bins. Uh, they had like a fake. Uh, they had like a fake bike stand where you would lock your bikes to with shitty bikes attached to it, and like one like partly stolen bike that he, they like carted in. Mm. They like add fake graffiti to stuff. It's such a window into what people think. That's great. It's amazing. No, I mean, it's a, this is the most powerful experience to me since they filmed Sister Act by my house and transformed uh, like this really nice kind of middle class uh, block by my house into again an urban slum. Oh, so it, uh, can't they find a real urban slum? I know you would think, but that they're too be... an, a real urban slum too unpredictable. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this hasn't just happened in this uh, place where you live now, but this. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought of it. Followed you around. It has followed me around since since uh, the slum Sister Act you. and so I married an axe murderer and Sister Act two. Wow, back in the habit. <laughs> sure. Anyway, we were talking about weird people at work. We did we did we opened it up. Who's the weird people at your work? We got a couple of interesting calls on that topic. Let's let's run a couple out here. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Kate in Virginia calling and telling you about the weirdest person I ever worked with. Uh, I'm a jeweler, and he was hired as the new polisher where I work. And upon the the first day I met her, she and I were stuck in a car together in traffic. And one of the first things she told me about herself was that um, her father's part Native American, and that's why she understands rap music, because she can feel anything tribal. Granted, this girl is uh, very white with red hair and freckles. And pretty much just went on from there. Uh, she claims she is a Hollywood actress and a stand-up comedian and a singer and a dancer and a model. Um, and last I heard, she was working at a strip club. Bye. She sounds pretty talented, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we call a quintuple threat. I want to hear what your opinion is on uh, hip-hop being a tribal music. That's what I was most impressed by. <laughs> because no, if she had just said, we've talked about on the show before, 
having a small amount of Native American blood does not make you understand the, the, right, the, all, plight, of the plight of any, any oppressed people yeah. in I'm the so world. I'm so drunk right now. I'm Indian. But the, yeah. to make her, she took that. People that's use a, their ethnicity so often as an excuse to get drunk. Like, <laughs> there needs to be an Indian. It's like, come on, you're, like just, you're just drunk. But no. I feel like I have... Whitey. I have some Indian blood is a classic uh, way to justify racism by white people. But by saying that she understands it because it's tribal, that really kicks it into a higher gear. She found a yeah. new she found a new kernel of racism within this old classic kernel of racism. Mm. Congratulations. Like, I could really relate to white uh, black people because I too love watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love, you know, me and Mexicans really have a lot in common. I'm lazy, too. Like, what? I'm a big napper. What? They're both tribal. And what's amazing is that she, she not only did she do that, I mean, that was too simplistic of an analogy, because my analogy just extended her fault to the fault of another, whereas she's stereotyping two different groups of which she is not a member while pretending like she is a member of one of the groups, and thus all of it is okay. She killed, like, eight birds with that stone. Yeah, that is I'm truly gonna amazing. She, I'm going to guess she listens to no Indian music whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> no chanting. Although it's... And you know what's the worst no, it's part is? Tribal. It's If you listen to actual uh, Native American music, it's perfect for polishing. It's just You can just turn yeah. it on and just polish and polish and just polish. You know what I mean? Or strip. I like polish it. or strip. <laughs> I like it when you're working... At a place, and you know it's, it, and it's not a, you know it's, and it's, you know there's, there's the, there's the manager, and then there's the employees, like like retail specifically. I like when you're working at a place like that, and someone who's working alongside you in your same position tries to convince you that they're, you know, of a higher socioeconomic class they than you. Way like, more going no, on. we have the exact same job. I, I know have, how much you get paid. I yeah. have worked with so many people who own record labels. <laughs> yes. We're like, we're like, so what or a you, clothing what, company. What are you into? Well, I run a record label. I'm like, what? And like, but like, it, it's always somebody with like a mail order or something. But you're just you know, like, but we're like, both what? currently working at Starbucks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, yeah. On the other hand, the other alternative to that is somebody who's made a life out of working at Macy's, for example. I definitely worked with some people when I was working at Macy's who had really made a life out of working at Macy's and had an attitude about working at Macy's. Yeah, yeah. Not like not that they not that they just had it because it was a decent job. I worked with some people who worked at Macy's because it was a decent job. You know, they needed a job. They had that job. They were good at it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. But people who will cop an attitude about working at Macy's, like, oh yeah, I work at Macy's. <laughs> Like the same way that somebody would tell you about their record label, right? Yeah, yeah. I could oh, be working boy. at J.C. Penney's, but I said fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Exactly. <laughs> I get I get a commission for every dollar over my sales goal. I am up to a week and a half of vacation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my time bank. Oh man. Hi, Jordan Jesse. This is Eleanor from Canada. Um, I'm calling about the kind of weird, crazy people action item. Well, at my school, there's this girl who goes by Kitsy Katie, and she's quite odd, to be frank. She wears little, like, stuffed cat ears around all the time, and she's into that kind of, like, anime porn. Anyways, well, last year during gym, um, it was an all-girls gym class, and she really didn't get along with a lot of the upper class, which is what we call all the popular girls here. Anyways... So she had been making this weird, like, sucking noise all class, like, 
And so anyways, so we the class was over and we all went into the change room and we were getting changed. And all of a sudden, this girl, Kitsu, takes off her shoes and starts throwing it at the upper class girls and then starts spitting at them. And I guess she had been saving up all her spit all class. And she just started like pulling their hair out and hitting them. And to be honest, I found it really amusing. But eventually my friend and I had to split this up because we didn't want, you know, to be the ones who got in trouble for just standing there. Anyway, so that's the crazy girl at our school. Thanks. Bye. It's becoming clearer. But this is the this is the yeah this in the is the same girl. lock in the in the bathroom. Only like eight people listen to this show. I know. I think only eight people call in. Thousands of people listen. Okay. I think that she. It's becoming clearer and clearer that she goes to high school in the film Carrie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a film made in the eighties. That is unbelievable. Although, except for the anime porn, that is a distinctly that is a new touch. That, that's 90s. updated. Yeah. There was a well, girl. And the texting. Well, this yes. is a reimagining of that. John, oh, right, John exactly, movie, exactly. Yeah. You just add you add some texting. <laughs> Did and you a bring song the pig by... blood? Send right. Yeah. There's definitely the e pig blood. Yeah. <laughs> I pig blood. Oh, I don't at know. a lot of high schools, I feel like there's a there's a certain there's a certain couple of people who are so spectacularly bizarre in their social outcastness. That even your garden level social outcasts are who are like sensitive to them because they themselves, you know, are social outcasts to some extent or other, and you know they make friends with the other social outcasts and picky. you know whatever. But that they totally baffle them, like uh, the girl who went to my high school, who in our um, in our uh, in our introduction to the arts class where people from different arts disciplines tried new arts disciplines um, did uh, a monologue from Double Dragon the movie um, <laughs> as one awesome. of the male as one of the brothers as one of the Double Dragon brothers there are monologues in that movie? yeah apparently so <laughs> and uh, this was shortly after she had read in our literature class her very very intense and frankly sexual poems about uh, figure skater Elvis the Pelvis Stoiko. Wow. Um, she really set a standard. Wow. Like, I always thought that was some sort of, like, a ridiculous stereotype or something, but then it was bizarre to see it unfold before me because your heart goes out. Like, you're like... And so you find yourself in this situation that Eleanor was in where, like, these, this girl is doing this bizarre retribution against these kids. To who, the upper class. Yeah, yeah, and they probably deserve it. I and mean, they probably have been terrible. You know, but on the other hand, they probably deserve it. They probably have been terrible. They probably deserve it. They've probably been terrible, but I mean, it's still like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can get be, you know, like yeah, because saving up a it, reservoir of spit is pretty because intense. it's like borderline. Like, where do you be like, okay, you're not going to come in and shoot the entire high school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just and I'm, you know, I'm anti shoot the entire high school hysteria, but uh, that's truly amazing, that right. behavior. That's one to watch. It's spectacular, I would say. Has anybody seen the Double Dragon movie? No. I know either. I saw the Street Fighter movie. I saw the Street Fighter movie, too. I saw it <laughs> in the checkout line at the Ralph's near the apartment that we're staying uh-huh. in. They're selling VHS copies of... Mortal Kombat, the animated video, oh, which is wow. the companion piece to the original movie. Oh, it's like a prequel or something. <laughs> yeah, there's like, check out the Mortal Kombat in theaters. Oh, and yeah, featuring yeah, yeah. this groundbreaking animation. And in the back, you look like it, and it's like, it's like Atari Jaguar looking, like 3D <laughs> graphics. 
<laughs> and they have nine copies. Uh, great. Uh, I'll be there. Hi, Margaret in Manhattan once again, reporting on the top three archetypes of annoying people I've met working in musical theater. Number three, high-strung actresses who put only their own needs first, including pitching a fit about not stopping for coffee, even though she was the one who made us late to the performance venue because she overslept. But note, these broads are incredibly hot and therefore get away with anything. Number two, dancers in general, who only talk about what they're eating, how much they worked out, how fat and out of shape they are, and complain that people only want to use them for their bodies. And the number one most annoying archetype I've met working in musical theater, very young, newly out of the closet guys who think that they invented gay sex and mistakenly assume it's the only interesting topic of conversation. Interestingly, this group is most annoying to the cooler adult gay men. Footnote, if you tell these guys you'd rather not hear about their sexual escapades, they will tell you that you are a homophobe. Unless you're an adult gay guy, in which case you will be branded a self-hating gay. Thank you very much. So she identifies three groups. The first group, I don't see what the problem is. I mean, they, that chick sounds hot to me. Yeah. Way hot. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand she what should, the... She should have coffee. Yeah, she should get her she coffee. She sounds like she has big natural breasts. <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounds like to me, and that's something that ultimately should be respected. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, have a latte, possibly sweetheart. small emaciated breasts. Yeah, most likely. What's funny is that, um, well, I mean, what's funny is that you would be annoyed by anything if you've chosen to make a career in musical theater. I mean, you've really sought out annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you've made a, you've made locating and obtaining yeah. annoyance a it's priority in like your life. Choosing to work in an air horn yeah. factory. <laughs> Though I feel like the only thing worse than people who work in, like, more annoying than musical theater types are the musical theater types who go to karaoke bars and then sing musical theater in karaoke bars. Oh, yeah, bars. yeah, yeah. I feel like really? that's even worse. People hey, say they never know who's going to show up there. Yeah, yeah, I know. Could Andrew Lloyd Webber could be having a drink. It's possible. I'm going to get discovered. Got some right. headshots here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, what I like about this, I have, I'm of two minds about Margaret's call here. Uh, on the one hand... I, I feel like the fact that she uh, did such a good job of keeping it pithy and focused, um, she clearly planned out her thoughts ahead of yeah, time. Yeah, good presentation, um, by the way. What I like, I like that overcomes my natural aversion to anyone besides David Letterman making a top list of anything. At least it was three. It was just three. It was only three. She kept it pithy. Interesting topic, musical theater. Reminded me of high school with the uh, dancers who, uh, mm-hmm. who smoke and complain all the time. Um, I've never had uh, had a vivid description of gay sex. Really? I mean, I think I'm pretty clear as to what goes on, but I've never had a first I think it's probably because you're a straight guy. You yeah, can make yeah. it an action item. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Call me at home randomly. <laughs> Look don't, me up in the phone yes. book. Don't leave a me- and just start talking about gay sex. Leave a message to freak out my girlfriend. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, but but me, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess a gay man would have to be really comfortable with a, with a straight man to. to yeah, into. I don't actually. I, you know, I feel like I haven't heard a vivid description of straight sex. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I just no one wants to tell me about it. No, it's, that's our place in the world. I've never. That's not what I've. I don't talk to have vivid descriptions of sex with people. Do you guys? What? No. 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 I think girls do. No. Yeah, girls uh, describe sex to each other. No in the world of women <laughs> specifically. And apparently newly out like newly out of the closet gay men. I've had much Although like, to be honest with you, if I was a gay man and I had recently come out of the closet 
And I went from being in the closet in a high school in a regular place where, you know, maybe some people knew you were gay, you know, but it was like really a big issue for you and blah, 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 to New York City, where our listener Margaret lives and works in the world of musical theater. Um, And I was entering the world of, I mean, just imagine, like, if you were a 19-year-old dude, imagine if the people you wanted to have sex with were other 19-year-old dudes that's all you would participate that would all you would think about all you would do like i can totally see that like right. oh, yeah. oh, instead yeah. of like you know like when we were 19 year old dudes like we we had to focus all this energy not on describing the sex act we had participated in but scheming our way into a sex act right you <laughs> know what tricks. i mean yeah, through <laughs> tricks and deception or in my case Slight, plane, plane tickets to new york sleight of hand <laughs> um but like yeah but you know you see what i'm saying so i it's understandable but i can i can see how it would get old if you had to be if you had to be around it a lot and you weren't participating yeah, in totally. it hey uh jordan and and jesse at all this is uh nathan from kansas city missouri uh i was um calling in response to weird office type people that you have to work with I uh, do not actually get to work in an office, a typical office. I work in a typical place. I work in a public library. And I, every day, get to deal with the greatness that is America's homeless society and mental patients. So on a day-to-day basis, I will deal with the, um, <laughs> with the woman who wants the address to the movie Spy Kids. Not like the web address or the address of the director of the stars, like address of the movie. So she can write a letter that, I don't know, says something like, uh, Dear Spy Kids, thanks for the 3D glasses, love Shirley. Um, I also will get various characters who believe in government conspiracies based like uh, the anchors on our local news station here are tapping his phone lines and he wonders why they won't respond to uh, the various lawsuits and his uh, requests for marriage. Um, I also get uh, a woman named Countess Anna, who looks like uh, she has a scar underneath her chin from where she performed her own facelift, and uh, where she, um, on a regular basis, um, is also under government conspiracy because she believes that the government uh, has stolen a series of tapes that she's made called Scenting Down with Countess Anna. Apparently, her pseudonyms are all in the uh, monarchy range, but... um, so I just wanted to say that uh, on a whole other level of office workplaces, I unfortunately uh, have fairly sane eccentric people that I work with, but the people that we help are on a whole other plane. When I was in high school, I worked at the uh, uh, the mayor's office of San Francisco, and as the able young intern, I um, was kicked the different like uh, the different the different crazy people that would write in because it was the mayor's office of neighborhood services. So like if you write a letter to mayor's office or you call the phone number in the in the in the uh, phone book that says mayor's office, that's I would answer the phone and that's or answer the mail. <laughs> And uh, James Bond Zero was a big correspondent <laughs> who um, sent in uh, elaborately laid out but only semi-sensical newsletters that were updating his, the goings-on in his organization, the, the Hardware Secret Service. Um, he had specialized envelopes that he had created as well really? on some sort of color printer, yeah. Um, he did not print out his own postage onto the envelope, but it was pretty close to that. Um, also a woman who, uh, sent us this huge dossier three inches thick about the, uh, central intelligence agency and the FBI, 
um, uh, uh, FBI standing for Federal Bureau of Investigation, who had teamed up to uh, invade her apartment with pigeons. Um, <laughs> the, with their pigeon control device. Exactly. So she had hired... She had hired a uh, pest control company to get rid of the pigeons. Uh, they had decided, after I'm sure much urging from her, to encase her entire home in pigeon netting. Like, so she right. had like her. She sent pictures of her house, which was surrounded by like an anti-pigeon exoskeleton, mm-hmm. essentially. Oh my god! And um, she was trying to get us to help her in getting the money to pay for this from the CIA and the FBI who sent the pigeons in the first place. Well, it's, it's their fault. Understandable, right? Yeah. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense. This guy's uh, bit of his call about the, the people who thought the newscasters were sending them secret messages, um, it, 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 it seems like a popular crazy person delusion is that whoever, you know, from TV or radio or something right. is, you know, sending you secret messages or in love with you or something like that. I'm wondering, you know... I mean, all of us in some way or another are in the public eye. You guys have, you know, popular sure. internet videos. Uh, Jesse, you're tour, on the radio. Tour of the nation on the stage. Sure, sure. Jesse, you're on the radio. Yeah, uh, you're on television. I'm on television occasionally. I have Thousands a of people listen to this program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although, yeah, I'm not sure how many insane people can get the cable package necessary to see me on TV. <laughs> uh, it's pretty elaborate. Um, anyways, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if, any, if we're the subject of anyone's delusion. I mean, maybe that's probably a real self-centered thing to think. that. My, but, my well, question is how people were crazy before radio and internet and TV. Yeah, like like what was a crazy person like before yeah, there was an any owl, mass communication? An owl is the chief was hooting. talking to them well, in their have sleep. Have any of you ever had stalkers before? No, have you? I have. What was it like? What? How did you get a stalker? Yeah. I actually, I don't know. Um, she called me. It was a lady? Yep. Okay, she called you? Yep, she called me. Her her name uh, allegedly was Omni. Um, sure. Oh! Which is actually a pretty frightening name. You're sure her name wasn't Epcot? <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it's a pretty frightening name for a stalker because it's like, it's, okay, you're Omni, you're everywhere. Okay, I don't right. know what to do now. Yeah, yeah. Um... And she would call me and talk about how uh, she really thought she and I should be friends because she could use uh, a good friend. And um, where did she know about you? Uh, internet? I'm not oh, certain. I think it had say. something to do with music stuff. Okay. And I, and so I just started going through the back of my mind trying to think about anything I've ever done uh, with any of my music stuff that may have had my phone number attached to it or a press release or I don't even know what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and eventually, like I figure, okay, she's now calling from the same number all the time. I'm gonna put her number in my phone and, and say Omni Stalker in it. And now I just know not to pick up that wow. that number. Wow. But uh, you were you ever? I was encouraging him to date her. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could probably have some really banana sex or something. Like really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's appealing to. Don't to talk you about crazy. that in explicit detail, please. Yes, me. I know that's gross. Um. But that was never that was never never crossed your that mind. That was never in the cards. Yeah, up I with mean, this woman and for me, I think it's still at least at at the point where if anybody recognizes me for any for Elephant Larry or for anything that for your I do music that's career, in the we should explain eye. you have a music career as a singer. Yeah, like I said, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've, yeah, slightly. Uh, but I, I I guess I feel like if anybody ever recognizes me for that or for Elephant Larry or anything, it it's very strange to me. It's just so bizarre and unexpected. There was a, a girl that came out to. A show, and she told me that she drove to New York from Connecticut to hear to hear me play. What? Really? Yeah, and and I was I I wow. was just baffled. You're like, I, whoa! You're, we're not talking about David Letterman coming in to do the David Letterman program. We're talking about you coming to see my show. 
Yeah, it was very. It was. It, I I still don't know how she heard me in the first place. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not well known. You don't have like I'm, a MySpace yeah. page or something with your music. Is I, that? I, I guess so. I, I mean, it gets played a little bit, but not a lot. And it, yeah. Do so you guys it, want to hear about the most recent time I was recognized? Yes. Ooh. I was at. Um, I was at ASR, and that's the uh, Action Sports Retailers Convention. It's kind of uh-huh. like a, kind of a little bit like a Comic Con for skateboards and stuff. They show off all the new decks. That sounds rad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, and uh, is there a is there a ramp inside the thing? Yeah, no, there's totally a ramp. And uh, Juliet Lewis's band played on the ramp. <laughs> oh, is it Juliet Sup- Lewis and the Licks? And the Licks, the Licks, surprisingly rocking. I heard that. Yeah, I heard yeah. Janet Pinkett's band is pretty good too. No, oh, really? Yeah, it was just something like Witch Hazel. They used to Witch play Haven Santa Cruz like a lot. No, really? Janet yeah, Pinkett's it's, band. It's, yeah. Witch Hazel. It's something really hardcore. Hazel oh, nice. Witch. Anyway. Um, anyways, and uh, I overheard uh, a grown man say to his friend, "Hey, there's that faggot from Fuel TV." <laughs> <laughs> a grown man. Who, oh, yeah. Oh man. That was uh, yeah. That, that's solid, and that's like the and that's place. That's not I even sh- on the internet. No, I know. Yeah, no, that was this was uh, this was. I mean, getting called a faggot on the internet is pretty. You know, that's yes, we've all that's been. We, we, sure. we yes. are total faggots on the internet. Oh, I've, yeah. oh yeah. man, yeah. yeah, you guys are on College Humor, right? Oh, that's man. a pretty. That's a website you, where someone would call the, that the best thing about College Humor is that if you go to their comment section and you just want to type in the word "gay," a little box pops up and goes, "You're gay." <laughs> Oh, wow. They... Yeah, so you cannot put in just a one-word gay comment anymore because hundreds of people are doing that. Gay. Just write, just write gay. That's funny that you even yeah. take the time to do that. Because I was trying to comment on one of our own videos to write gay. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, I might have talked about this on the show before, but do you remember the first time we ever got recognized in Santa Cruz? We were riding the bus. It was you, me, and Gene. Oh, by a homeless guy? Well, thanks for blowing the punchline of this story. I, yes, I think we've told this story probably three times. <laughs> oh, that's the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. My yeah. my, my favorite uh, crazy person thing, there used to be a guy in Ithaca who was like, handing out like leaflets all the time. And uh, I always took them because they're always like fascinating stalker crazy leaflets. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his particular thing was not the, the media or anything like that, but there was a... Uh, a rich gay man with uh, with saggy knees, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> who was following him from city to city. Saggy knees, saggy knees, and paying people to poison his food in the grocery stores. Wow, wow. that's a good one. So called the kid, the kid, the rich gay man. And I mean, come on, that guy wasn't gay. No, no, that guy was nobody as straight would, as an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> no faggot at all. Okay, well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Jordan Jesse going Jesse. Jordan. Jeff. Stephen. Uh, from Elephant Larry. Um, well, that's all our time for this Jordan Jesse Go program. I felt good about that. Mm-hmm. That felt good. Yeah, it was fine. That was a lot of fun. B. Solid B. Oh, come on. B plus. Fair enough. <laughs> What do you guys think? Oh man, that was like a B plus, <laughs> C minus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the elephant in the room. Uh, action! Uh, you know what the elephant in the room is? Elephant Larry. Elephant. Oh, elephant Larry. I was gonna say elephant versus ape. Elephant in the room. There's really two elephants in the room. We're like two fantlars. Am I right, guys? <laughs> oh man, high five. Hey. <sighs> nope. <sighs> This week's action item. What was that action item invented? Oh, yeah. Make up your own athlon. Uh, Athletic endeavor involving a certain number of events. Describe the events, how they're judged, 
and they it, it has to make sense as a group of things. It can't just be here's twelve different random things I invented. And also, we're only taking athlons up to hexathlon uh, because otherwise, it's just too many events. We're going to get bogged down in it. Not even Bruce Jenner could make that interesting, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Not a, not not even Dan versus Dave. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Man, I'm going to YouTube that. I haven't watched that in a while. Um, not even Bo knows. <laughs> what, yeah. No, we're just saying nonsense yeah, stuff. Um, 206-984-4-FUN is our hotline call-in number. And, of course, we're always accepting our permanent action items, which are uh, uh, if you've got a trouble that you'd like to be decided by Judge John Hodgman. Um, if something momentous happens to you in your life, if you have a personal question for Jordan or myself, or if you'd like to ask us for advice, we're always happy to give advice as long as it's solicited. Um, anything else? Is there anything else we look for? That was it, man. Do you guys have any tour dates coming up? Oh, man. No. You know, if people, no. you know, <laughs> people might, if, nah. if you downloaded this, we, we'll probably put it up uh, Sunday evening, Monday morning was usually due. If you download it on uh, before Tuesday, Elephant Larry appearing at the Comedy Central stage here in Los Angeles. The show's absolutely free. It's Tuesday night. What's the date on Tuesday night? Uh, it's the 25th. The 25th. So if you live in Los Angeles, that is a show that is not to be missed. Elephant Larry, one of my favorite sketch comedy groups in the country. Just a really, really, really fun show. And uh, everything in the Comedy Central stage is free. Yeah. Um, you just type Comedy Central stage into the internet and you'll find their their website. I don't think they you have, just a have to call and URL. make a reservation. Yeah, all you got to do is call and make a reservation to get in, get into the mm-hmm. show. Um, and of course, they're always touring the country. You can find them online at elephantlarry.com. Now, Jeff, we alluded to your musical career a little bit earlier on, and I nice. thought we could close the show with one of your songs. Um, okay, cool. Uh, what song do you want to close it with? Um, I, I guess we could close it with a temporary song. Temporary song. And uh, if you want to find out more about Jeff Solomon, just go to jeffsolomonmusings.com. <laughs> <laughs> jeffsolomonsmucus.com. <laughs> jeffsolomonmusic.com. Uh, we'll be back next week on Jordan Jesse Go. Oh, wait. i got to mention one other thing. Sure. Uh, remember last week how I talked about um, office hours? Yeah, I had office hours last Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have office hours again on Monday. Okay. Uh, keep an eye on this Maximum Fun blog. I will post a link that will automatically call me. All you have to do is click it and type in your phone number, and then uh, your phone will ring. Once you pick it up, my phone will ring, and I will answer the phone. Between the hours of 11 a.m. <laughs> and noon on Mondays, uh, for the foreseeable future, open office hours. Anybody, you just click the link on the blog. Anybody can call me. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Excellent. Yeah. The use of technology, open office hours, I'm available. You can call and tell, tell me off. I'd rather you didn't. Had some people just call to say, hey, good going or whatever. I had some people to call and, and talk about specific things. Also, I'm going to be in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Twin Cities this week. Um, I was thinking of having a meetup on Wednesday. So if anybody wants to have a meetup on Wednesday in the Twin Cities around happy hour time, take a look at the Maximum Fun Forum. There's a little thread for it. We might not actually do it. It depends on some, if some people want to do it. But if you want to do it, go in there and post it up, and uh, I'll see you there. It'll be a nice nice break from the uh, Public Radio Program Directors Conference. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's uh, Jeff Solomon with uh, Temporary Song. Temporary Song. You can find him at jeffsolomonmusic.com. We'll see you next week. Fifth hour, I bought you a drink and I let you sing to me. 
And on December 35th We made time for a New Year's Eve kiss And as the sun came down at 6.81pm I said let's always find a moment To spend like this with you and the view and me again We drove all the way from here The seventh week of April last year And watched the sun come down in your Speed of light, so we could walk right through my door that morning. Relax, I'm back and I'll still not waste the night. When we get to the end of this all night, are I going right to you? That's another the one I promised you before the day, before today. And as I'm turning back the clocks and saving daylight, take my hand because it's shaking and I need it still so I. Zero, and I've seen you at your ten, but I got to know you at your best in 1970. Your hair was turning shades from summer into spring, and it inspired me to write a song. I knew I never had the time to sing. When we get to the end of this all night, I'm going right to you. That's another the one I promised you. Tune to you and swore that When we get to the end of this all nighter 